Welcome to The Ether. Today is Sunday, March 13th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Take advantage of their Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, which brings you the hottest news and updates on all things Terra each and every day. Find it using the link in the show notes. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, it's IBC Gang Sundays. Cosmos Haas, Secret NFTs, DAOs, Airdrops, and more. Let's take a listen. All right, everyone's filling in. So today we've got Guy and um, going to talk about Legend DAO and what, what DAOs, you know, like the evolution of DAO, so to speak. And the show, I guess, will be another spinoff of uh, more NFT chatter and IBC and everything else. Uh, Friday evening, I took a pretty much the whole entire day off crypto, and man, was big big changes out there. A lot of a lot of drama. I don't try to get involved with any of the drama, but a lot of things were moving. So it, it feels weird to take a day off. It technically wasn't even a 24 hour spurt. And then I came on and there's just like so many new things going on. It's just, it's crazy how fast stuff changes. So do we have everyone in here? See Chad's in here. What's up, Haas? What's up, how on, you bro? doing, bro? <laughs> I'm doing great. Man. That's good. Second cup of coffee already. You ever have a food or an item that your body, like, you know that it just tastes really good, but you, you shouldn't have it because your body's just not going to want to have it. Do you do you know what I'm talking about? So, so like, <laughs> yes. that's with me with ice cream, right? And I was out to this restaurant, this really good Mexican restaurant last night, and they had, like, fried ice cream, and they have uh, these, like, amazing churros that they sprinkle this, like, strawberry flavor on it but it also comes with ice cream i said to myself don't eat the ice cream just eat the eat the uh churros and i had the ice cream man i just my 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 stomach's not happy with me right now i'll tell you that just not oh my goodness are you lactose intolerant too bro uh i don't want to (laughs) say i am but when it comes to uh ice cream i just I, I, I guess I am as I get older. I just can't have it unless it's like gluten free or so. Like I just my stomach just hurts, man. Like it feels like someone just punched me real hard in the stomach. 
Oh, God. I think, dude, I think I'm starting to get lactose intolerant. I was just talking to my wife, and she said that it can happen to you. Like, it, it, it's not that you were born with it. Like, it can happen to you as you get older. So I'm, I'm starting to get worried, man, because every time I, like, have any, like, ice cream or, like, start drinking, like, you know, cappuccino with a lot of cream, like, my stomach just starts bubbling up. <laughs> you, you probably are, honestly. I mean, I know I am because I can't drink. I, like, when I was younger, especially in college, when I would train and, and stuff in college, I always pounded milk all the time, like, and nothing bothered me. And, you know, that's when you're in your late teens and early 20s. I, I mean, I drank so much milk, dude. Like, every day I would drink, I don't know how much milk, because I was always taking protein shakes with it and everything else. And I could handle it now, man. If you give me one glass of regular milk, I am done. Like, I'm just, I feel like some, I, I legit got in like a, like a car wreck, you know? So now I, if I do drink milk, it has to be like, uh almond milk or whatever and i can handle that i just can't handle regular milk anymore so i guess you can get it as you get older dang well hey dude before you get started um cosmos d5 shared a secret like word with me because he's got this cool little like scavenger hunt going around and if you collect all the words you can get like um access to the private to the wallet and the word right now so for everyone that's listening that is um informed about the scavenger hunt Word number six is wave. All right. I'll repeat it one more time. Word number six is wave. <laughs> All right. There you go. All right. So it's enough of my bowel movements as I get older here. Let's let's get to the show here. So guy's gonna talk to us about Legend Dow and um give us hopefully give us some alpha and how it's gonna work and operate and things like that. So go ahead, guy, do your thing. Oh, I didn't expect this to be a monologue. A high of one, by the way. Um <laughs> Can we do it more like a Q&A and like talk and talk a little bit about other subjects as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no format. It's just like, hey, this is what, what we do and this is kind of what it is. And then, you know, if the community has questions, I'm sure I'll have questions too. And then you can just kind of spitball from there. I don't really ever have any format. It's just kind of informal, just talking, so to speak. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um all right, so for everyone who, for anyone who doesn't know me, uh, I'm Guy. I'm the CEO and uh, founder of Secret Labs, which is essentially the company building a secret network. Um, so we've been on the block for a while. We're huge Cosmos fans. One story that I'm not sure many people, many people know, but like I've um, about in I think 2018 or no 2019, I uh, read the Tendermint paper. I was doing kind of like research on different uh, consensus protocols and realized that we uh, we were building a layer two Ethereum privacy network back then and we realized that we need to build our own L1. And I was just like fascinated with um, the 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 quality the research quality level of what Tendermint can do. That led me down the Cosmos rabbit hole, um, which back then was not like very famous, um, at least unless you were like an OG. And we decided to just like throw everything out and just start building on Cosmos. Um, so that's a bit of background. And as many of you know, I think many of you have interacted with secret NFTs in some form or some form of, or another. Secret NFTs essentially they give you access to private metadata on top of having public metadata. So as you know, any NFT you can right-click save. With secret NFTs, you can actually protect the data such that only the owner can see that and and in the last few months like there's been uh, just like 
so many applications on secret networks, so many building secret NFTs. Like I, I, I honestly lost count. Yesterday I shared about the Chameleon Vile um, drop. And I said, that's like the first secret NFT game, uh, NFT drop. And I was completely like, I, people corrected me immediately that it's like not even, not nearly the first. Um, so even, even I can follow like all the projects building. But the point is, um, we were seeing that secret NFTs have a lot of value, especially for the interchain, which is the playground we're playing in. Um, they have a lot of value compared to normal NFTs. And we kind of wanted to build a platform that really invites everyone in Cosmos and beyond to kind of build and mint the best possible NFT projects. Um, and we looked around and saw all kinds of like marketplaces and NFT launchpads and platforms that have been built. And we basically said, um, we want to innovate. We want to do something much more interesting. And that's how we came with LegendDAO. So LegendDAO, First and foremost, it's a platform for blue chip NFT mints. That's like, I guess, the, the headline. But it's really so much more. It's also a DAO and it's a DeFi 2.0 kind of DAO where there's like protocol owned liquidity that's going to be used both to provide liquidity on things like Osmosis, but also to do buybacks if needed. And even more importantly than that, to actually underwrite and collaborate with the, with like top-notch projects and celebrities, like truly blue chip means to, to make sure that they bring their IP and their content uh, to this platform. So it's, it's, it's really much more than that. That's on the DAO side. And then on the user side, it's not quite a game, but it's like a really, it's, it's like its own universe. It's like a whole new experience where um, you can kind of play the mint game, let's call it. You can basically have an avatar that you start from level one and then you build it and you level up and, and along the way you get items and you further improve your character and that gives you a lot of benefits in the platform, um, which I'm not going to get into right now, but I think it's, it, it's worth spending a little bit of time explaining those aspects as well later on. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop here. I think that's a good overview, very, very high level. But I think the point, like if there is a takeaway message is that we're focused on secret NFTs, we're focused on blue chip means, and we're focused on creating a new kind of NFT experience. That sounds huge, man. I'm excited for that. So just so everyone out there that's listening, we're doing a 10 secret giveaway to whomever asked like the best question, the guy. And um, so fire away. I mean, there's, we got crypto chem. Go ahead. Hey, so I just had a question. So you, you mentioned the legend out platform would be more for like blue chip NFT projects. I guess, how are you guys going to go about determining, you know, that threshold of what is blue chip? and who gets to kind of get access to that minting platform. Nice. So there are three mechanisms. One mechanism is just our own, let's say, business development efforts. So as many of you know, we've brought Quentin Tarantino to the table, and that led to a lot of inbound, like, like a storm of inbound requests. And from this, we're going to launch with a few more projects, and we're actually beefing up um, 
our business development efforts and we're going to start doing outbound <clears throat> outbound out outreaches as well and the goal is to bring a lot of great content not just big names but great content like things that haven't been done before haven't been seen before that really stretch what nfts and secret nfts in particular can do the second mechanism is through governance so there's going to be the legend token which is basically going to be used for everything in the system like that's how you participate that's how you participate in mints that's how you participate in the game that's how you do everything that's the currency but it's also a governance token and one note about that the governance is going to be private so um there's a lot I can say about it, but I do believe that DAOs need private governance. I'm a big believer in that, have been for years. Um, and the main idea would be that we let the community decide, at least on community community projects, what is blue chip and what isn't. So the idea is that every week or every month or whatever interval we decide as a community, um, projects would be able to kind of like enter a tournament where they basically submit um, their proposal for the mint, or like they have a project and they want to mint it on Legend now, so they'll submit um, a proposal doing it, and then the community using the Legend token would vote on the project that should be um, premiered that week or that month. Um, so that's the second mechanism, and then the third mechanism again that could be either through um, our or the community development efforts or through uh, also a governance um, a, a, a using governance proposals so we can ask the community who do they want us to reach out to and the idea would be to go to projects that have already proved that there are blue mint uh, blue chip projects things like anons and mana rats in secret things like um you know, Galactic Punks, and uh, I think it's uh, Terra Bulls on Terra, um, maybe Galactic um, Stars, or, uh, sorry, um, Star, sorry, Stargaze uh, Punks, I think, was one of the, the ones that succeeded now, and then obviously outside of the Cosmos ecosystem as well. So the idea would be to go to these kind of projects who've already made it, and then ask them, hey, why don't you do a more interesting mint um, um, on Legend DAO um, with some more exclusive content, right? Because we'd, and, and the, the goal would be to sell them on secret NFTs and the fact that with secret NFTs, they could actually do more interesting things. So those are the three mechanisms to determine bl blue cheapness, if you will. Awesome. No, that makes perfect sense. That was a great question. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> very, yeah, it very, was. Very good question. <laughs> it's just so everyone knows, I mean, uh, random random thing is my first non-secret NFT was a Stargaze Punk. And you guys know that I'm very, very bullish and big on to uh, secret um, NFTs. So I just think we're just getting started when it comes to secret NFTs and what they could do. They're just, to me, it's way more than just art. So, But who has the next question? I know there's a few hands here. Uh, let's see here. Hey, Haas, do you mind if I bring the people that asked your question down so we can keep track of the, the profiles that have been asking the questions? Yeah, sure. All right. So I don't know if it's a question or not, but I know Lucas wanted to speak. Hey, Lucas. Thank you, brother. Um, and 
I actually crypto chem asked the that's that was a question I, I was bringing up at, at the AMA. I'm I'm very curious about the blue chip and bringing other projects into Legend Down. I'm really excited about this project, and I think it's really great what, how the what guy and the foundation are doing to to promote awareness. I, I, I guess a follow up on that when I as an outsider because I'm an outsider and an educator in the space when I hear blue chip from a tech perspective. I know that MetaRat sold out and there's a lot of uh, communities that have like great um, hype and, and, and a huge f follow up fan base. But when I look at the potential of what Secret Network does, what they bring to the table and I hear blue chip, I think of I think of um, what surf bums um, offering real estate timeshares with with privacy. I think of clandestina midnight Teddy Club redacted DAO offering validator, um, shared validators through NFT ownership. Like to me, that seems so big, such a big deal. When you look at all of the NFTs in the ecosystem on all the EVM chains to be able to have a fractionalized ownership in something like a validator that supports the network and it allows for a treasury to be filled up and to use for a DAO to for the project. So I'm wondering for these projects that already, you know, put a lot of energy and effort into adding value to Secret Network before Legend DAO came out, is there a way that they would be able to bring their pre-existing communities into this system somehow? Maybe is it through loot boxes that you guys have where if the community agrees to take them in that it's just like a prize offering or would there be any other way to incorporate some of these other projects that have been adding value and been growing the community um, previous to legend out so i guess it's kind of the same question but if you could clear me up on maybe more specifically how some of these other communities could could benefit directly through legend down sure so first of all i mean that's an interesting question and i guess uh, uh, that, that's an interesting nuance that i'm not even sure we thought about but i can i can tell you my thinking at least the the, the way i'm thinking about it right now so legend <clears throat> it tries to stay away from the secondary markets just because we feel that there are already good solutions um in the cosmos and we really want to be agnostic at the end of the day. If LegendDAO and Secret NFTs in general are to become, a, a, let's say, a privacy a settlement layer for NFTs, especially those with like more depth because of the privacy aspect, then we need to be open and collaborative with everyone on the outside. So when it comes to secondary markets, I fully see us integrating, obviously, with Stash and Secret, with Stargaze, um, with other ecosystems in the cosmos that are doing um, NFT marketplaces, and then with NFT marketplaces outside of cosmos for bridges like OpenSea, SoulSea, and many others. So for, I guess, generally speaking, we don't want to get, we, we really want to bring like the best content, new content. We don't want to recycle existing content. There are secondary markets that are really good for that. Um, but, you know, I, so I think the easiest way to collaborate with projects 
is for them to actually um, provide like new content for their community, right? Like you could see something like Midnight Teddy Bear Club, like doing a selective, like 500 pieces or a thousand pieces mint um, that kind of gives more value to existing holders um, and then actually causes a lot of people to trade them and to buy them in secondary markets so that they can participate um, in the legend out drop or vice versa. People can participate in the legend out drop, go, get, take those um, NFTs to the secondary market and sell them. And most likely people on uh, who are holders of that community would pay a lot of money to get that if there's interest in utility. So to me, that's the easiest way. But I can think of other mechanisms that could be interesting, right? I don't know if they're going to take shape or not. But for example, um, imagine the Anons community going to Anons and telling them, hey, guys, we have a DAO. Um, we are asking um, all of you who are willing to put your Anons in, in the DAO's escrow. And maybe there are a few unminted Anons that they can put in. Again, Anons is just an example. And we're going to package them and we're going to resell them as newly minted um, NFTs on LegendDAO. You know, as I'm saying it, I'm not sure it's a good idea because I would never give up on my Anon or my rat um, or, or anything that I hold, at least not for unless there's like something really, really valuable. But maybe it's a good way for our project to sweep the floor, raise the floor price, then take that to LegendDAO and then resell them at an increased price. Maybe. I dig it. Thank you. Thank you, Guy, for, for answering that. And thank you for bringing me up here, Haas. Uh, I, I'm really grateful to be a part of this community. I, I love what you've been building for years, and it, it's just so invaluable in the ecosystem for blockchain, privacy, beyond NFTs, the applications. Um, just thank you and for taking the time to talk to everyone and explain what's happening in the ecosystem. That's all I had to say. I look forward to learning the alpha so I can share it with others. Thanks, Lucas. So this is a non-legend uh, question. I got a message from someone on Twitter asking me, it says, so secret network technology is powerful. However, anonymous coins are like a flash in the pan in the centralized trading market. And it is difficult to appear hotspots. How did secret get recognized in a decentralized trading market? I'm going to need you to rephrase that because I'm not sure I got the question. Yeah, I was kind of un unclear about it too i i guess basically how did secret stand stand out but uh over other i guess privacy layer coins i guess that's kind of what maybe how they wanted to word that question you know the fact that we're still asked that questions mean, means that we can do a better job explaining it because that question is i, I think one of those that, that we, we we've always received and will always maybe will receive I mean, the, the the answer is simple. Secret Network is not a privacy coin. And I just, I, I feel that just like with Bitcoin and Ethereum, where, you know, Bitcoin was the first use case of of um, blockchains and, and, crypto, and crypto in general. And then Ethereum showed us kind of like the way of like doing a lot more things. Then kind of like secret is the answer to, to that, right? Like, like Monero, what Monero does to Bitcoin, we're trying to do to smart contract platforms like Ethereum. So it's just much more expensive than that. And I think that should speak for itself, but maybe the fact that it doesn't mean that we can do a better job at it. Yeah, I knew you would answer that question better than me. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously I'm bullish on secrets, so that that's a great way of wording that. The question actually came from a, a user, uh, believe it or not, ended their handle with Bitcoin and BTC. So I mean, that's a good good uh, answer for someone like that. And um, so another question, we have a hand here, Desperado. Welcome, Desperado. Blazing. What's up? What's up? What's up, gang? Uh, my question is on the NFT side, because I know it's coming. Are there any implementation? Are y'all going to have any like play to earn NFTs? Because I know those are the biggest wave that's coming. So that, I mean, that that is a good question. But the, the way Legend that was built, there are two types of NFTs. There are mm -hmm. in-universe NFTs, which are basically P2E NFTs. So mm -hmm. you have you have an avatar, you have a character, you grow it. The way you grow it is A, by leveling up, and B, by getting better gear and equipment. Um, that's better and, than play to earn. That's, 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 that's a grind. That's better than play to earn. <laughs> that's a grind. That, yeah, fair enough. It's more, it's, it's more, it's more, it's more aligned with the MMORPG kind of thing. It's not like you're getting like, like useless things that you're selling on secondary. Um, that, that's, but that's better. Kind of that's like, way better. Thanks. We think so too. Um, and the other kinds of NFT that you're going to get are partner NFTs. Partner NFTs, they can come in two ways. They're either like direct means, like, you know, you can get a, a Tarantino or, or a, let's say, a Stargaze Punks or MetaRats, um, you know, the SQL NFTs. Um, or you can get whitelist spots. So we're going we're gonna to turn the secondary whitelist um so a lot of people are, are grinding to get whitelist spots and we know there are like unofficial OTC markets for these. So we're just going to flip that on its head and we're actually going to invite a lot of projects, even projects that are not listed on Legendown most likely to basically integrate with us so that we can release um, whitelist spots NFTs and then people can consume those to actually get access to, to interesting NFT drops. Okay, and now that you told me that, you just gave me a whole another visualization. So, like, um, the the type of assets would you be able to like assets like properties and 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 clothes and and type of fashion stuff like that? That type of stuff would be implied as well, right? What With do you mean, avatar, like, 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 or all right? So, say like the avatar in the multiverse and someone like wanted to dress their avatar up secret clothes adam clothes and someone like me and in an adam in a, in a um cosmoverse had like a piece of property on this or, or on a um, piece of property there was a shop or something and somebody can come and buy clothes that another artist or something made or something that i would have in-house or something like that would those be type of possibilities Hundred percent, they will. Uh, I think we're starting with. Um, I mean, you actually gave a good idea with actually allowing outside artists to to help us with that. We, I'm not sure how feasible it is because everything's going to be 3D made and we're going to have our own models and it's going to have to fit. So, I don't know how realistic that is. I'm not. A, I'm not a designer. I've seen. Um, I personally seen like some some type of new name brand like that aren't even like on a gucci or louis vuitton type level but like 3d artistry type level 
that's coming up on these 3D type of arts where they're making it's like it's it's crazy the type of 3D stuff that these people are making and they they're from all over like not just here in America they're they're from Japan and that's the that's the biggest wave right there that are making these new NFTs and they're I know for a fact they're looking for other places to come home to and make their home because they don't like them fees on Ethereum. That's a really interesting idea to get like to collaborate with outside artists that can actually like maybe we can even in a way open source the the designs that are happening on on Legendao for the equipment. So first of all, for your answer, there's gonna be a lot of equipment in Legendao where you can dress your avatar. It's not just gonna be cosmetic; it's gonna be functional. So like you can have a sword or a chest item that gives you 20 percent boosters to your uh, Legend staking rewards, or um, a, a a shield that gives you a bonus or uh, to your probability of getting a whitelist NFT spot. So there's like a lot of benefits to be had with this equipment, but obviously it's going to have to be aesthetically pleasing and interesting and to have some ability for customization. And so I think the idea of maybe open sourcing the designs, because we don't care about making money of that IP. Like we want that, we want, we want it to be a collaborative thing. So maybe open sourcing it and allowing outside um, artists to come in and actually earn royalties on building it, on, on doing that, that's like an amazing idea. That Thank you, that's part of your question. I had a I had another question, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna message it to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, let's give you a My there. my DMs are open. You can you can feel free to message me. Hello guy. Um I was wondering if you had a time frame of um the different phases you're planning on, on releasing. Yeah, so I'd say uh, there's the first phase, the immediate phase is before the platform. We're launching the Council of Guild, um, let's say Genesis collection. That's that one is I think is gonna have like unparalleled perks and benefits. Like we really want this to to make this like the OG's collection that's gonna benefit them for the lifetime of this project. Um, so that's like the first thing coming in. Then the second, and, and that's coming in in like, let's say one to two months. And then within like two to three months, the idea would be to to actually have the TGE and airdrop of Legend plus the release of the of the Mint Lab. So the Mint Lab is basically the place where where like partners, partner NFTs can mint their um, um, NFTs, but that's not going to be gamified yet. So the whole universe and GameFi aspect, that's not going to be out yet. And then in, I'd say, four to five months, we're going to have, and and look, you, you should give, you should give, you should take that with a grain of salt. Like it could take six months, it maybe could take seven, but the idea is around the summer to actually release the full gamified platform. And then on top of it, like we have like 10, 10 20 other steps um, in terms of like content that we want to add. And in between all those roadmaps, uh, sorry, in between uh, those milestones, we want to release um, like some really cool partner NFT content. So we have a few lined up, like I said, and we're actually trying to build a schedule for release for the next three to six months. Thank you. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The, the first, um, the first end game for 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 the Legend DAO is uh, basically the launch pad, right? What do you mean by the first end game? Um, the uh, meaning the first um, utility, basically um, the first um, 
the, fo- the first goal for for Legendao is, is is to be a launchpad for NFT and as an NFT platform. Correct. Yeah, that's that's we call it the main club because it's more than a, than really a launchpad, but technically that is correct. Initially, it's going to be more like a launchpad for really really cool projects. Thank you, guy. Sure. Thanks, guy. Man, you're dominating out here. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you're giving me a break, actually. I, usually, I just talk the whole time, so I'm I'm kind of excited to sit back. And just... <laughs> <laughs> I got so many questions. I mean, a lot of them are. Uh, well, one question I have in particular is I, I know about roadmaps. You never want to say a certain date because we're all aware of how crypto works. You don't want to sell yourself short, so to speak. But uh, what about the the total mints for for game the for guild? Basically, how many are we looking at? We haven't decided yet. I'm actually, I would love to get feedback. Like the, the, there are two options that we're considering, but I think we're landing, I think we're landing on, landing on about 4,000. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, so the secret community, we, you know, feel a little bit ripped off some, sometimes with all these airdrops going around in Cosmos. So what's going on with a potential airdrop for Legend? So, I mean, I think Secret is going to enjoy the next wave of airdrops, especially if I can help it. I can tell you that um, we are working both internally and externally with a lot of teams. And obviously, Legend is going to... Look, Legend is meant to be... A, 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 it's meant to emphasize Secret NFTs, which obviously is Secret Network-based. We're, the, we're Secret Labs. We care about Secret. But we really care about the Cosmos as well. So it's gonna, we're going to airdrop to other main Cosmos communities. But you can expect secret holders to be to get like uh, some some benefit, right? Like some like just like kind of like Shade did, maybe even more. Like we're gonna we're gonna prioritize secret stakers um, for obvious reasons. So that's one airdrop, and there's a lot of airdrops coming for secret holders. Like like I think I don't even know all of them. I think just the fact that we announced that we're doing this airdrop with Legend is kind of like opened the floodgates. So now there's uh, SDAO that's doing one. There's Urban Wars that's going to do one. There's Jackal that's going to do one. Um, that, apparently that's an alpha. I wasn't supposed to leak. But at some point in the future, Stash is going to do one. And there's, let's say, let's say there's another super secret airdrop that if you're in the Anon's back channel, you may have gotten a glimpse to it that we're thinking and planning. It's not solidified yet, but I can tell that if that happens, I think this is A, gonna potentially be, well, I'm biased. I'm gonna say it's gonna be side by side with Legend, the two biggest airdrops um, that we're gonna have in the near future. And, but the second one that I'm referring to is more of an infrastructure play, which I think is something that's really gonna benefit not just Secret, but the entire interchain. So I think that's going to get a lot of eyes on it. If that's going to happen, it's still not confirmed. Yeah, I've been privileged to be in part of that secret community for Anon Army. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it could be a game changer. And uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice because to be honest with you, I started off with in Cosmos from Osmosis and I love the community and Osmosis community is great. But secret community is just like it's 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 something different. Not saying it's better than Osmosis, but it's very passionate and like-minded people, obviously. And and uh, it's about time that secret 
stakers get their due, so to speak. 100% in agreement. Okay, so we got a hand up. Silk, go ahead, Silk. Oh, hold hey, on. Th thanks. Uh, oh, okay, go ahead. go ahead. It was Cosmo Surfer, but that's cool. My bad. I didn't even see it. Nope. Go ahead, Surfer. Sorry about that, buddy. All right, we're going to skip. Well, right, yeah. I mean, my, my question is really short anyway. I just wanted to ask if uh, holders of D-Secret or the liquid stake derivative will also be eligible for airdrops. In all honesty, most likely, well, I mean, that's actually a good question. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. We have to talk about it internally. I don't know the, the, the technical, um, let's say, the, the technical requirement and difficulty of doing that. So we have not looked into that yet, but it's a good question. Okay, thank you. Raise your hand. I got a few people have their the speaking option. So if you have a question, just raise your hand. All right. So I know you kind of mentioned earlier about you want wanted the legend out to kind of be for the entire cosmos. But I guess what is I guess when you mint on it, will it only be snip snip, I guess, seven twenties or or seven um the uh, the NFT standard, or will they basically be able to choose what token standard they want to mint to? So we're gonna mint uh, um, the the secret NFT version, which is NIP, you know, whatever. Um, and then it's, but the idea is to build bridges. So once um, once there's um, contract to contract IBC up, which is still a few months out, you'd be able to um, move it to other ecosystems as well in Cosmos. Okay, so I guess. Because what I'm trying to understand is, you know, what what is going to entice someone from like a, a protocol to come into the secret network? And I and I to me personally, I understand there's the private metadata aspect that isn't allowable on any of the other standards. But how do you go about getting other projects who aren't in the secret network system or sorry ecosystem to to understand that and then utilize that and then to actually bring them over to the network to use something like Legendao? So let me let me first of all start with an example. So we we've actually already built, let's say, the first prototype of this with the Tarantino NFTs. So the Tarantino NFTs they were basically sold as ETH NFTs, um, or so far one was sold, but it was sold as an ETH NFT. And the fact that it's an ETH NFT basically means that you don't actually get to see the content. You only see what we call the cover or the the public metadata because that's what any other ecosystem other than Secret allows. Um, but we've built a bridge that allows you basically to bridge the NFT from Ethereum to Secret, and then on Secret you can view the, the, the private part. Um, and then we are, we're, the plan is to do the same thing with other ecosystems, right? Like, like we can do from Stargaze. So you can mint on LegendDAO on Secret and then immediately withdraw it to Stargaze. Or immediately withdraw it to um, uh, uh, Terra. The, the 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 point is that at the end of the day, and, and we're not there yet. I just just want to emphasize it, but we're working on it. But at the end of the day, the goal for this is to feel a bit like osmosis with with IBC tokens, right? Like you can take secret to osmosis, and it feels very very fluent and very simple. That's that's the that's the swap layer. So the NFT mint layer, ideally, would be legendary 
and the layer where you can view secret content is secret, um, which, you know, Legend DAO is kind of like the gateway to. But at the end of the day, you'd be able to withdraw your NFTs to wherever you, wa- you want, whether it's Stargaze, Terra, or even Ethereum. Not sure if that answers the question, but that's the way I understood it. No, that that's pretty much what I was wondering. I guess the only other part I, I guess I was wondering is what is the strategy to to bring people over? Or like, I guess how will how will we be able to bring awareness to these other ecosystems that there's this option available to convert your NFT into something that could have private metadata? But overall, I think you answered pretty clearly what I was what I was looking for. So we're we're trying to bring advisors and and. We're, we're basically talking to everyone in the Cosmos ecosystem mo- for the most part right now. And we're going to branch out beyond at some point in the future. But we're just having friendly conversations with like everyone in Cosmos that's interested about NFTs. Um, uh, we have Stargate Chad here as well, who's been supporting us, supporting us uh, tremendously. And, and I, think, I think most people are receptive to that message. I, think, I don't think it's going to be as hard as you may think. At least I believe that people are, are friendly enough in this ecosystem so that they're going to be supportive and interested in collaborating in interesting ways. Yeah, no, I, and I, I agree. I, I think most of the ecosystem, especially in, in the cosmos, is pretty willing to work work together. So I'm, I'm excited for it. I guess I'm just more or less trying to understand the, the strategy so I can hopefully help out myself because I would love to see the secret NFTs kind of become the standard um, the standard token that we, we want to use anytime you're minting any NFT. So thanks for the, the answers. Sure. Well, we had Antonio up here where he dropped off, but he did have a question. We'll wait for you, Antonio. Anyone else? I think we're on question number eight. So we need another person. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we yep. can. Okay. Last week we had the same issue with me and Gaines. Like one person would be able to hear another. And I don't think, can you guys hear when Gaines was just speaking? He just dropped off. It seems like he's a listener. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna reconnect him. I think he, he when he was speaking. I don't know if anyone else could hear him or not. But what I was saying, um, guy, is that that there's a permissionless blockchain event that's May 17th to the 19th down in Palm Beach, and it's mainly all ecos outside of um, IBC. I think that would be a good 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 event. I know I'm going to it. I'll I'll show some uh, secret. <laughs> I'll be showing. Wait, but, where yeah. is it? May 17. Where? It's in Florida, Palm Beach, uh, Florida. It's um, sponsored by Coinbase, I believe. I don't know all the details. I just know I'm going. I'm actually going with Osmosis, and um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a gigantic event. There's so many people going, but like if you like look at all the people that are like speaking and all that, they're all from the old school blockchains, pretty much, like Ethereum. What's, what's the name again? It's um. If you if you type in blockworks.co, it'll mm-hmm. come right up. Yeah, that would probably be a good good event. Interesting. Yeah, there's all kind of people like all you know, it's just like all the old you know, blockchains like Polygon and all that, but it's it's mainly all that. I mean, that would probably be a good spot. I'm looking forward to it. I think we're setting up a um a stand for osmosis. So I'll I'll be there helping with that and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to collaborate with some of these older, anti- I, I want to call them antiquated blockchains and try to get them over to Cosmos. Like, hey, man, 
Because I, I feel like just in general, regardless of the level level of expertise, whether you're a builder or you're just a casual user, you're never going to say, oh, I switched from Cosmos to, and then you fill in the blank. You know, it's just once, I feel like once people get IBC, use Secret and see what's going on with everything, they're just, they're going to stay. That's, I'm just that confident. I mean, I know I am. That's that I came over from all those other blockchains, Ethereum and Solana and all them. You know, I'm never, I, I literally don't know what's going on in their ecos anymore. I came over and that was it. Ball game for me. But, um, yeah, so honestly, I think uh, I mean I I have to hand it uh, to Osmosis. They, I think they took user experience to the next level and kind of forced everyone in the space to to kind of match up. Yeah, it's it's been I mean it's been the gift that's been given. And having said about Osmosis, like what I I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on tech. I know it would have to do, do with enable and cause and was and what does it take to get like a snip 20 to be able to just move freely throughout the ecosystem like on osmosis and things like that so first of all we can we can we can already do like there are workarounds like with legend we'll probably use a workaround but the 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 thing is that um the thing is that cause and wasm like in order to support uh, IBC, I believe it's only version one that support supports it. But in Cosmos was in version one, what they did was they they pretty much deprecated a lot of the the APIs, and so the let's say the more senior chains like Secret and Luna, like that's why we have much more work to do than some than you know the uh, chains like juno and that who basically took the latest version forked it and and started using it which basically means that we just have to kind of like redo all the interfaces everything test it out substantially to make sure nothing breaks before we can actually enable cosmosm ibc so that's why it's going to take um a bit longer now on top of that you need to put another level of complexity which is like we rewrote pretty much all of the internal cousin was interfaces internally to 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 be able to do all the privacy magic that we're doing and that means that we even have more work than than even terra i would assume um to actually upgrade to that version so those are the reasons why it's taking longer but um a we we've decided to put like we have more people joining the team and we've decided to put um, more people on the infrastructure side so that we can actually ship those faster. So that's good news number one. Good news number two is that we came up with the, with the let's say, stopgap uh, solution to kind of uh, solve the problem for new means. So something like Legend, which is launching, it's gonna be, we're going to be able to put it on Osmosis. It's going to be SNP20, and we're going to be able to put it on Osmosis on day one. Um, any new token... Uh, any new SNP20 that wants to launch should talk to us so we can help them use the same mechanism so that they enjoy that benefits. Those that it doesn't help are tokens that are already out, like Shade and Sienna and Alter. Um, those are going to need to wait until we're able to upgrade or or migrate in some form or, or another, but I think that's too much work. Wow, that's giant. That's, that's awesome. That's That's one thing that you know, SNP 20s definitely need just the flexibility to be able to just move around freely, so to speak. 
that'd be great. Yep. I mean, we we know it. We understand. We understand it. Um, so it's gonna so, be available on cross chain day one. So like your workaround, is it just like a finite amount that you have that? Is it going to be like a prefix in front of it, or is it just going to be straight legend, and then that's it, and then there's no difference? The idea is it's pretty simple. Like you launch a, you launch an IBC chain, you move, you create. Um, yeah, you need to create a head a head of schedule, like a a ton of of tokens, native tokens on that IBC chain. Then you move those to secret. And then you lock whatever you want in a contract, in a SNP20 contract. You can burn the rest or, or just not mint them. And then from that point on, the, there's a SNP20 contract that governs this, the wrapped SNP20 version emission of all the tokens. But then you can always unwrap them. It's, it's, it then basically becomes like secret and secret, secret. You can unwrap it and then you can send it um, through IBC to Osmosis and back. That's awesome. What What do you think the timetable on that? It's, just, it's basically you're saying as soon as you guys launch Legend, it's going to be. Oh, it's done. It's okay. done. One of our de- one of our developers ran a test last week about it. It works. Wow, that's awesome. Because I know yeah. around the around the lab, I don't know, maybe five weeks ago or so, I asked Sonny that kind of that same question about what does it take for snip 20s to be able to just come over to osmosis i mean because i know now there's cw20 tokens so i figured it'd be kind of the same process in a way so that's that's great i'm excited about that yeah you know when when you when you need something you find you find solutions yeah does anyone else have their hand up because i have a i have a couple questions from people uh in chat that asked me so if anyone has a question feel free to raise your hand and ask Hey, Haas, I got a question that I got DM'd, but uh, my connection was horrible. And um, I'm just going to repeat it. And it's um, basically, can you ask, what is the need for S-Secret? The conversion process adds a few more steps. Do they plan to make the user interface easier? That's one. And then the next one, why can't you just use regular secret tokens? Just wondering what the tech is behind it. So, Guy, did you hear that? Because last time he was speaking, I, I don't think anyone could hear him. No, I couldn't hear him, but can you repeat the question? Like, I'm not sure, okay. like, those two parts, yeah. Yeah, this, it's been the last couple of weeks, it's been when we, we host these shows, like, the co-hosts can only speak, and essentially, I'm the only one that can hear them, so it's really frustrating. <laughs> I'm going to remove myself as a co-host. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a it's glitch. Mi- it might be a, it might be a privacy feature. Yeah, right? You know, it's, it's like the, we've had this glitch, like, the last, I think, two weeks now. It's really frustrating. But... The question was, uh, is there any implement implementations in the future where, I mean, I was already kind of thinking of this anyhow, but essentially where it'll be easier to wrap a, a, a token to, you know, say like a, an Osmo token to an S-Osmo without having to like click get privacy and then wrap and then do all that. I don't think it's a problem, but I know... If you're a newer user, you may feel really intimidated to do something like that. Um, it's a, it's a good question. I think I think we can streamline the UI. Um, I don't know, like, I mean, there are ways to do it, you know, with something like off chain to make sure that like it's it's a one click thing. But whether that can be streamlined to a single click, single transaction, 
I'm honestly not sure at the top of my head. That's something we have to look into. But we can definitely streamline the the UI. So right now the UI is fragmented. Um, and actually, with Legend, we're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna try to do something like that. So we're gonna merge. It's we're 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 actually trying and up and hoping in Legend, and then we're hoping for like any other project on Secret Network to adopt the same UX. We're trying to do something similar to Osmosis. So which is, you know, you have the assets page and then you can just click and you bring it from, um, let's say you bring Osmo and you you make, you turn it into S-Osmo and it's like part, it's like automatically IBC bridge and, and turns to S-Osmo in the same application that you are. So there are two ways this is going to play out. It, A, it's going to make it much simpler because it's going to be in the same UI. So it's like either way it's going to, it's gonna be much nicer and much easier, but the question is whether it's gonna be one click. So it's like you you click once and it takes Osmo, let's say, moves it for IBC and automatically wraps it, or it may still require two clicks. So you click it, it bridges it, and then you wrap. You click like wrap or whatever. Same same UI, same place um, for the second step. Nice. Whether option two is option is whether we need to option two or we can do option one. I'm still not sure. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. I know smart contracts are coming off osmosis. So that'd be cool. Like if they just had some sort of implementation right on the use right on the interface, where if you wanted to send, because I, I I know myself, I have multiple wallets, so sometimes I want to send, you know, like Osmo or whatever token to my one of my other wallets and not be doxed. You know, that I'll just I'll just do that. You know, so that'd be great if there's some sort of interface, even just directly on osmosis. Like, hey, you send send osmo to friends or family and you click it it just automatically just converts it over that's yeah. that's an interesting use case in general i know we i mean i talked to doe about it extensively about you doing that for usd something like that on their ui where you kind of like click it routes with secret um and then like you get pr like you know it's basically splits it to like family members to other wallets that you own other things the problem is that actually like doing that efficiently is not an easy problem. Like if you want to get like, let's say level one privacy where it's like, like anyone who's like just observing the chain won't be able to see you. Then if we, and for a lot of people, that's enough, then that's fairly trivial. But if you want to like avoid any kind of like side channel attacks for people actually actively trying to de-anonymize you, Making the UI easier for that is is not is not an easy problem. Got it. All right, so we had a couple hands up. Who was first? I just blanked out there. I know. Let's see here. Christ one. I don't know if I said that right. Christ one. All right, so raise your hands. I know there was two people that just asked. So whomever's first can ask away. One of the people just got rugged. It looks like they went from speaker to listener. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, good old good old Twitter space. Yep. Thanks, Guy, for everything, man. This has been awesome. It's been very educational. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, man. It's, it's, really it's been a good time. I'm, lear I'm learning. That's what I like to do. So I, I had a question from a user. Let me just read it again. So I don't want it to be controversial, but it says on-chain governance being secret versus public. What are the pros and cons? And then there's like a second part to it. <laughs> what if Prop 16 was on secret network? How would things work with all the privacy 
And it says both well and community perspective. You know, I was kind of hoping we'd get that question, although it's it's controversial. So I don't know if you want to go into that. Um, but I will I will speak my two cents. Like I think there's a lot of evidence, and there's a reason why democracies and worldwide the goal is to have um, secret elect like secret ballots and secret elections. Like that's that's the that's the obvious. Um, that's that's the let's say the the normal model, and and it's been well researched and tested that like. And it just like it just makes sense, right? That private voting is creates much less bias than public voting, because you don't know what others have voted for. Then that means that there are a lot less ways that that people can start influencing each other, whether intentional or unintentional, whether consciously or subconsciously. Um, so, for the most part, I do think that it's it's like. I'm trying to think of cons, um, but generally speaking, like the, it's 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 pretty absolute or pretty obvious that um, private voting is superior to public voting. And if let's say if if it was not a technical problem um, and something that only secret can do easily, and it was like the 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 default choice in Ethereum and everywhere else, then I think it would be clear. That everyone would choose private voting or opt into private voting if they can. So I guess that's that's my thinking. As it applies to, by the, by the way, there's also the problem of bribery attacks. Like we have seen actively active bribery attacks, where people are basically trying to bribe um, um, uh, voters to vote as they wanted because the system is transparent. Then it's very very easy to do. Now, as it relates to Prop 16, without without talking about the the pros and cons and the merits of Prop 16, what I'm going to say is that I think we are seeing very, very clearly the adverse effects of, <clears throat> of public voting in Prop 16. So I think if we really want to build decentralized systems, then we have to avoid echo chambers and we have to avoid um, uh, echo chambers, groupthink, and basically the stronger parties influencing others and with prop 16 again not discussing like whether it's a, the, the, whether one option is better than the other it's very very clear that you know the both the core team and let's say uh, people with a lot of influence in the Juno ecosystem have voted in a specific way it's very very easy to see because voting is public and problem number one is that I think that introduces an echo chamber immediately where other people who are less informed don't do the, the proper due diligence and just go with the with the majority and the let's say the experts opinion or the leader's opinion and that as you can see leads to very screwed results like usually in democracies like the results are 50 something to 40 something or 60 to 40 it usually doesn't get to like 80 to 90 percent are in favor of something like that's a clear sign of an echo chamber um that's problem number one problem number two is i don't know if you follow the twitter drama but you've actually seen community members saying <clears throat> and getting a lot of retweets and likes and engagement saying things like hey those validators voted usually against those validators voted against like this proposal 
you should all you should all redelegate or undelegate. I think this is extremely toxic and and destructive. And again, it doesn't even matter like which is the right which is the right solution. Just like saying, hey, person A or entity A voted X, you should then completely disown them. I think that's a destructive force that only public voting has. Yeah, I couldn't agree any more with that. Not even just re- regarding like Prop 16, just in general. I'm very active, and I and anyone listening here, I highly suggest you you vote if you're staking whatever coin. You should vote on everything, really. But uh, yeah, I, I've seen this plenty of times with all kind of different uh, pr- proposals with different blockchains, you know. And I couldn't agree with you anymore. It does it. It's definitely flawed, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to speak on what side of the, of the fence I am on on 16, but just in general, I feel like that that's a big thing. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you balance it off because I think definitely for everyone else that it should be private, but I guess I don't know how you would how I would feel about if you're delegating, you know, to a dele- you know, to a validator, and then there's there there's as public as or private as well because. One of the issues that I have in, uh, you know, just with proof of stake in general is you do see a lot of the same validators throughout multiple different chains. So what's the say, what stops them to just communicating with one another? You know, it's, it'd be a very easy thing for them to say, Hey, we're all voting this way. And then you, you kind of just have like an alliance, so to speak. So I guess in a way I would, I wouldn't want their votes to, I guess, necessarily be private, but I think everyone else. Yeah. I totally agree with that because you want to be able to vote one way. It's just like in real life. It's no one's business who you voted for the, the president. You know, some people, they think it's their business and they ask you, who, you know, family members and all that type of stuff. And then it is, it's like a toxic situation. I, I know personally for my family, one person votes this way and then the other just outcasts them and they won't, they won't speak with each other or they don't talk to one another. And I, I don't think that's the appropriate way with blockchain voting. You know, you don't want someone to go, well, yeah, you vote, this person voted this way and now we should just outcast them. And I've seen this throughout the last several months on different proposals. And not only that, I think, you know, like with osmosis, for example, it's a very, there's always new props up all the time. And, and, and it does, it's just like people do, I think they don't do their research. They just like auto click. Yes. All the time, you know, what, whether, whatever the prop is, you know, so I, I completely 100% agree with everything you just said. But actually, I, I actually want to agree with you. I think the the feedback about validators is, is actually great. I haven't thought about it because validators, unlike usual normal elections where, you know, each vote, let's face it, carries little weight. Validators have a lot of weight, especially with voter apathy. But maybe I think the best solution might be in some cases to have a feature where after the fact, after the vote is done, you don't just reveal the distribution, but you also reveal the validators vote, but not anyone else's. Or at least um, the validator reveals it to people who delegate. That's more complicated, but to the people who delegated to them. So that might be interesting, but I would still argue that that only has to be that uh, that that only needs to be done after the fact. Otherwise, the you know people kind of like pointing fingers and blaming validators, you know, um, trying to manipulate the vote. That's going to be much more. Um, um, present, which we don't want. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with that, Stans. If there's an option to be able to reveal after the fact, because that's 
you know, it's kind of like in like in America, like the like people that work for the government, they're supposed to be able to reveal all their expenses and, you know, how much they make per year because it's all taxpayer dollars. So I kind of feel like the same thing. It's like almost taxpayer dollars for, you know, a validator because you're giving them your hard earned, you know, crypto. So you should be able to have the option. Yeah, I agree with that afterwards to say how, how they voted or if they did vote or, you know, okay, this, this validator doesn't vote at all. And so, you know, maybe I shouldn't validate, maybe I shouldn't delegate with them because it doesn't, it doesn't appear that they care, you know, like stuff like that. So I agree with that. Yeah. It, it does seem almost like they're like a representative in that sense, like you're mentioning with like a, a typical political type structure. So, I mean, agreed that they really should be, all validators should be fairly open with their decisions and their reasoning behind it. I understand that's asking a lot for some of these people who maybe didn't sign up for that, but from a holder's perspective, I think it's important to know that the validators that you're staking with are explaining their logic for votes. And if they're not, then maybe you really should consider um, a different validator who's focused on governance and really making sure that the people understand, you know, what, what the vote's about and why they made their decision to vote the way they did. Hundred percent agree. Yep. That's a. I mean, to be honest with you, like I, I really didn't even think of that as a use case for secret, but that's gigantic, actually, if you think about it. Especially as the as we evolve in blockchain and more and more people um, get on board, so to speak. That's a just a huge utility right there. That I honestly never even technically even thought of that. So that's to me, that's huge. That's actually a very big thing. I don't know how all the the mechanics behind that would work. Obviously, you would know more about that than I would, but. Yeah, that's a that's a gigantic um, utility for for secret network. Agreed. It's also one of the first things we thought about like many years ago when thinking of motivations and what this would be used for. So I'm I'm happy to see that this is actually being implemented in the real world. And there's actually a project called Secret DAO, which is meant to allow you to launch um, DAOs with private governance very very easily um, in the interchain. It's not out yet, but it's gonna be, and I think that's gonna be, it's gonna be very successful. All right, so I have another question from uh, from someone, and it's not meant to be fud, but it says Secret Network is having issues during high traffic, that that being airdrop claims. Is it here to stay, or is it gonna get better? Blockchain quadrilemma, privacy added. Do you think it is worth sacrificing scalability for for privacy? So. First of all, I, I have to say this is going to be, at least for now, my last question. Apologies, but my wife is going to be super mad at me if I don't come help with the kids' showers. Um, but there's there's other great people. There's, there's Stargaze, and I see Asaf is listening, so maybe he'll want to jump on board um, and take out of like, the Secret Labs um, um, hat. But for this question, it's not FUD. It's a very, very fair question. Um, but I do think there's a lot of misinformation out there, which which is unfortunate. So. Secret Network, I just want to say it, we've built something really, really hard and really, really big. And, and if I may say, even really impressive and innovative. Now, in light of that, it makes it, it just makes things harder and requires more work to actually improve things. Now, with that said, we have a long roadmap, a very, very detailed and impressive roadmap on how to improve these kinds of scalability issues. And we've actually been working you know, we haven't been talking about it much, uh, and we and we and we've just been working really, really hard in the past three months after we started seeing these uh, to kind of resolve them. And 
if you participated in the chameleon vial um, um, <clears throat> mint yesterday, which usually would have brought the kind of traffic which would, you know, um, let's say, uh, give problems to not really, it's never really been the network as much as like the supporting infrastructure, then yesterday it was smooth, really, really smooth. And no one had problems and there were, there were no issues. And why was it smooth? Because in the past few months, we've worked on improving um, the, the, state, the, the network querying performance. So most problems that you've seen in secret were not on the network level. They were in performing queries that actually get data from the state. Um, that's the biggest problem we've seen. And that seems to have been completely resolved. I think we've gotten, we've we've made, I don't want to put the wrong numbers. It's somewhere between 20x to 100x improvements. And actually, like yesterday and currently, like four nodes that we've put out and the load balancers that we put in front of those four nodes have handled much better the entire network traffic on a high traffic event compared to what, I think 50 to 100 nodes did just a few weeks ago. So it's really amazing and it's working much better. And I'd say, let's say, let's say 50% of the problems have been resolved with that. Now, there are other two issues that we need to resolve. One of them is, um, I think what we saw with the shade airdrop. Shade airdrop basically used um, um, completely WebAssembly interpreted. That means that it's like the most inefficient way you, you can do signature verification to verify that um, that like you're eligible for the airdrop. Now with Secret, it's not a problem. With but like with any addresses that were cross-chain, that did present problems and that really made things slow. And that actually did it didn't hurt the network. The network kept functioning, but it did. Because because of the time it takes to um, run each signature verification on chain as a transaction, that basically created a huge backlog on the network, and it took a long time to clear it up. That we actually have a fix right now, that we're not yet 100% sure we haven't fully tested it, but I think that's going to resolve that situation completely as well. And so in the near future, including the legend. Um, um, token drop, uh, airdrop, that should be resolved, and future shade airdrops and other airdrops. So that should be resolved as well. Then the third problem is um, just improvements that exist in Cosmos and 1.0. That, those are basically problems that Terra has as well. And because we are, again, the senior chains, that that takes us more time for us to actually develop that. We are working on it. Expect that to be resolved completely in the next few months. And then I think the final, let's say the the, the 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 final undertaking, which by the way I just want to be clear, even before that final art or undertaking, I think that let's say current scaling issues in Secret are going to be a thing of the past. Um, but just so that we're thinking of like when demand grows 10x or 100x, then for that we want to go to the next level. And for that, we're actually going to work on completely replacing and revamping the WebAssembly interpreter. I'm not going to go into why it works like more slowly in secret, 
but it does have to it does relate to the privacy aspect so we're not we're not going to we're not going to compromise privacy for scalability. We don't need to do that. There will always be overhead in privacy compared to non, non, a non-private chain. But our goal is to make that completely insignificant for the user. Because if at the end of the day, that difference is 20%, 30% slowdown, no one's going to care. So, Guy, I just wanted to say thank you. I'm honored that you stopped by. I think today's show, I learned more just from you than I've I don't know, in the last few months of just studying stuff. So I'm really grateful that you stopped by. And I, I do vouch for what you just said about the network. I just even noticed um, from Secret um, secret Swap, I use low gas and it goes through right away. There's no congestion. And then I also partaked in the Chameleon uh, Mint and it went through right away. It just it was it was real smooth. And, and I have noticed since since the congestion from the shade air dropped that it dramatically everything changed even i don't even know you may know this but even collecting you know rewards from staking i've been using low gas before that wasn't even a thing it was like you had to use me- medium for sure so i mean or average i don't know why i said medium average gas but yeah i mean i i vouch for that and i'm looking forward to all that and like i know the guys from our team here at cosmos space is very grateful you stopped by and you know, this is recorded and I'm probably gonna have to listen to it again because you, you know, it's it's high level talk. So it was it was great, man. I'm so happy that you stopped by. Thanks for having me, man. We yeah, should do it more. I'm enjoying it. Really yeah, appreciate I mean, it. Yeah, it was it was great. Like I said, I'm not I'm not capping. Like I've learned more just from you speaking in the last <laughs> hour than I have in, I don't know, hundreds probably the last hundred hours of of studying crypto. So it's been amazing. It was great. I appreciate you taking time out on a Sunday. I mean, I know it's not ideal for people in crypto that are always grinding. It's it's kind of supposed to be my off day too. My my wife has the same sentiment as you. It's like, hey, once the show gets done, get off the computer because you've been going fifteen hours a day for the last six days. It's time <laughs> for us. Yeah. So I totally I understand that. We, we we're we're all in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, man. But I I'm thank so you very great. much, man. Yeah, I'm so grateful. You have a good day today. Thank you. Thanks for everything. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, guy. Wow, man. Yeah, that was awesome. That's what I mean. Like, we just started these shows, and 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 just people stopped by, and they just spread the wealth, so to speak. And I know those out there maybe that aren't, like, real tech savvy, a lot of the things that he said may have just completely went over your head. And that's okay. I mean, you can listen to the show again, or you can DM me. For the most part, I understood everything he was saying, and and uh, yeah, it's just it's just one one facet of IBC where someone that's been it's basically a CEO. You know, it's like when do you get a CEO of any company, regardless of the size of it? It could be just a small company or a gigantic company where they can just stop by and you can just learn and and speak directly to that person. So it's very empowering, and like I like I always say this every week, it's one of many reasons why I completely fell in love with IBC. I came from other ecosystems and I used to, I used to partake on spaces and other ecos outside of IBC. And it was just, it was never anything like that. It was just, you know, people just talking and you never would get someone to stop and buy and just spread in some serious news. So that's, it's empowering, but I know there's probably some questions out there. So I feel bad if, if uh, you guys wanted to ask him something before he got off, but you know, I apologize, but there are other very smart people in here. If you still have questions, I'm sure someone would feel free to answer. 
So, and Haas, um, can you hear me, Haas? Or am yeah, I, I, I can hear you. I hope everyone else. I can hear you even before, but I think I was the only one on the in the chat that could actually hear you. Oh, weird. Yeah, we've been we've been experiencing some like weird glitches with Twitter Spaces and connection issues. So we yeah, we definitely apologize for that. I could tell it was going to happen because it was like during the show, I even it even minimized uh, space for me. So like guy was speaking and then every, every um, member like went away for like, a, I don't know, 10 seconds or whatever. And then it popped back up. And that's right when you had your, your issue. Cause I was actually speaking and I don't think you can hear me cause I was actually saying something. So that's how I knew right away that something was going on. But oh, it, yeah, I wanted to tell you how I said, um, it's, it's pretty, um, pretty fascinating that the Hispanic community is reaching out to you and to me about uh, having um, a, like a secret space talk uh, next weekend. So hopefully you can find a um, person out there that can, you know, just just go through everything about the secret network and uh, do it in a, a Spanish language. Yeah, I was speaking yesterday in the uh, Anon Army chat and there was a couple of people that were willing. So, yeah, I mean, that's a big, huge growth area is just like Latin America and you know, Spanish speaking people just due to like their, their issues with where they live at, you know, so they value privacy a lot. And, uh, yeah, that would be great if we can start doing more, you know, different languages, so to speak. I know like at Chihuahua, that's one of our main emphasis is trying to, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people that speak English. That's great. But there's also a lot of people that don't speak English and they shouldn't be left out of the, left out of the fun, so to speak in the education. So I'm all for that. If anyone out there listening, could speak fluent Spanish and would love to stop by, you know, from time to time and help with that, with that growth segment, we'd be, you know, I would be extremely grateful and honored for that. So anyone out there, if you, if you ever want to stop by and help out with that part of it, please let me know. Just a shout out to everyone that stopped by and this is, uh, it's been great. So keep it going. Okay. Appreciate it. Hey, Amir, what's going on? I don't know if you can hear me. Amir, that's oh, connected. I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh, when are you guys having the, the Spanish-speaking space? Uh, Gaines, when, when did you want to do that? Next week, Sunday. Um, probably like around evening, maybe maybe at night. And uh, we'll post more information once we get everybody organized for that space next weekend. Ooh. You want to volunteer, Amir? Oh, yeah, sure. But um, at, at night, like uh, in what, what country at night are you speaking about? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, so probably like around, I'm going to say around five to 6 PM Eastern standard time, but that's just a, that's just an estimated time. Uh, we just got to get organized here and see what, what time zone works best for everybody or what time. So Amir, that would approximately be in like three and a half, four hours from now. I don't know if that works for you. Cause it's, it sounds like you're not here. So it might be too late for you. No, 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 it's cool. It's a, it's actually like a, 11, 11 at night here, 11 p.m. Well, I mean, if you're okay with that, that's still kind of late. I don't know what time you have to get up. <laughs> no, I, I, don't sleep, I don't sleep much. I, 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 I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I hear you're you. Well, not, you don't sleep at all, man. I No one sleeps. Like, last night, I was up. I never am up this late. I was up. Well, we lost an hour because of daylight savings. I know a lot of countries, they don't do that. But we lost an hour of sleep. And then, so technically, I think I was up to about five o'clock in the morning. So I got up less, I don't know, maybe if I was lucky, I got four and a half hours of sleep today. 
that's kind of it's just the way it is if i get six hours it's like amazing for me i never get six hours yeah, yeah man i just feel like i'm missing out dude this crypto stuff it's like it's so addicting you know it's like friday evening i i just took the phone off and, and the computer and we and my wife and i did our thing we went out and celebrated and and then you know i wake up the next day and there's all this drama with prop 16 and then there's airdrops <laughs> and all this other stuff i'm like damn man i missed all kind of good juice you're you gone know? for one day Haas, and see what happens i know you, you cannot well, leave no more dude i exactly even here where I live at, like Mother Nature, right? So fr- Friday, it was beautiful. If 55 degrees is beautiful for anyone, I know it probably isn't. But for when you're dealing with 20-degree days for like a month straight, a 55 and, and sun and no wind, is, it feels really good. So Friday, it was like beautiful out. And then we go out to eat, and then you could see it was starting to get dark out. Man, I'm telling you, I was up all night. There was six inches of snow right after that. Like, how, how does that even work? Like, <laughs> I was like, what? There's six inches of snow. I just had a t shirt on. I was like, what's going on? Crazy. Hey, uh, about the secret space you guys want to host, um, are, are you going to do like I witnessed the uh, last time you guys did it, like um, um, giving out Osmo and showing people how to do the setting up Kepler and going going through the protocol? Will you yeah, be like doing I'm that? With, yeah. Well, will you yeah, be we- doing that with Secret 2 or? Yeah, we can. Um, yeah, it's just helping people get on board it so we can definitely do it with Secret as well. Amir, what did you think about the way we did that with the Discord and screen sharing? Did you like that? Uh, I really liked that. I was actually like, um, I was blown away like uh, like the generosity, not, not only about giving out like Osmo token because anybody can give, but taking the time to showing, showing like people how to do that. I, I, I was blown away, guys. Oh man, thanks, dude. Yeah, we and like any ideas that you guys have, um, cause that was our first idea, just doing it on discord. But if there's anything better we can do, just, just let us know. Yeah. And if anyone out there that's affiliated with any projects in secret, if you, I'm not trying to ask for donations or anything, but if you want to chip in and we can get like a secret, uh, little tutorial going on, like a live thing where, you know, okay, this is how you can provide liquidity, uh, with secret and Osmo. And then even on secret swap, this is how you can provide, you know, S secret and Sienna or what or whatever, you know, and then we also can show you how to wrap it and things like that. And I know we do want to have more shows where it's not just like high level talk where it's more for a new user, because that's what we need to do anyhow, and is to get more people from other ecos and just newer users in general feel confident and to do what they have to do and not you know feel feel uh intimidated so to speak because that could be i could see that if you're a newer user trying to do like wrapping tokens and all that could be a little bit probably frightening on them but yeah that would be amazing if we can start to spanish too that'd be great exactly and and also another idea would be maybe like uh to mint nfts and things i know i know a lot of people like uh a lot of people when i talk about even the word mint they don't even understand that so so like uh and and for for people like uh, Latino and Spanish speaking people, of course, that that would be help. Maybe for another 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 week, you know. Yeah, that would, that's a great idea too. So I mean, I'll 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 try to reach out to some of these uh, projects out there. I'm sure that I mean that would just be a win win for everyone, to be honest with you. And that that would be great. I mean, that's like I said, I devote you know I do the show. It's usually about two hours a day, but just in general, like my work work schedule for crypto that's mainly what i'm doing all day long is just helping out people that have questions about whatever so yeah that's inspiring if we can do 
you know, screen shares and show people like, this is how you mint an NFT. And then, you know, once they go down that rabbit hole, then that's just, like I said, I feel confident with no, no matter anyone's expertise in crypto, that once they get over to IBC, they're not going to go anywhere else. Cause it just doesn't, to me, it just doesn't make any sense to, you're not going to be like, Oh, I went from cosmos to, you know, this other ecosystem out there. It just, it's just not because the, the customer experience, so to speak, is just so much better in IBC with all these different blockchains. So. That'd be great. The, the only thing maybe like a Cosmo and Luna, Luna, but Luna is also like kind of part of IBC. But the only way I see it is some people coming to Cosmo, then going back to Luna and and so forth. Well, Luna's I, I consider Luna IBC. I mean, I technically don't partake in their ecosystem because I just don't have enough time to understand. I want to say understand, but the things I got going on. But I own quite a lot of of Luna. You know, I'm not. I've always said that I believe Luna's a better store of value and option than even Bitcoin. And people think I might be nuts for saying that, but I'm very bullish on Luna. And I consider them part of the IBC gang. I mean, they're valuable, you know, like UST is gigantic. It's going to probably be the number one stable coin soon. And, uh, but yeah, I just mean like tokens that aren't Cosmos SDK coded. So, you know, like Ethereum or avalanche and all these other ones not that they they don't offer anything it's just that the customer experience and the usability and all that from ibc you know i remember using um um like i don't i never use pancake swap because i just don't like binance but i used to use um you know ethereum based projects and i can't even think of the name sushi swap and what's the other one i can't even think right now uniswap yeah one inch yeah, I've used quite a few of those, and man, like that's before I, I used Osmosis, and and I just thought that was normal, you know, hitting hitting, uh, you know, the transact or trade, and then having that anxiety for fifteen minutes or whatever it took. Sometimes it's like I thought that was just normal, and then uh, you know, once I found Osmosis, it was like, wow, what was I doing with my life? So that that's what I mean. If we can get people over, little by little, I try every day. That's like my goal either through Twitter, Telegram, or whatever. It's just to try to get a few people a day just to use IBC for the first time. That's like, it's it's just been my mission because I just think it just opens up opportunities for them that they had no clue even existed. Yeah, even on, uh, from a security standpoint, even security is like, a, I feel like more secure on IBC than on Ethereum, for example, transacting with, or Binance. <laughs> but let's not even talk about Binance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and like osmosis, I get to see it front hand. So I'm in a telegram room a lot. And whenever um, all the ecosystems outside of IBC were in the red for a while, and like, and just we were all pumping still. So there's so many people that came over. And uh, th like, say there was a, a, a relay issue with, say, Luna or something, they would come in there like, oh, my funds, or did I lose my funds? Because it, you know, it, you know, it took a few minutes or whatever. I'm like, no, your funds will always, at worst case scenario, will get refunded back to the original destination. It's just in the code. Like, it's just, that's just the way it works. And yeah, I, I can understand because I think I even lost funds before on uh, in Ethereum that I don't even know about. I know I still have some, like ETH and some other ones that it would probably cost me more just to move it than I even have anymore. And it's like, I'm not using it. I can care less, you know, so... But like I've always said in every show, I firmly believe that every blockchain, including Ethereum, will all connect to IBC one, in one way or another. It's just going to happen. It just to me, it just doesn't make any sense not to. It's like you have this huge 
opportunity, no matter how big your blockchain is. It just doesn't make any fiscal sense or just any sense not to, to enable Cosmos SDK. So, well, bridges are already coming. So that's, that's a thing too. Hopefully that'll bring over a lot of users and, uh, you know, they'll start seeing the light, so to speak. Dude, can you go into like Axlar a little bit and just give us like a quick overview, overview? You don't have to get too technical, but how does it compare to like other bridges like, like Wormhole? So like Axlar from day one was built from the ground up with using Cosmos SDK. So to me, I don't personally know anyone at Axlar. I just, I looked at their, I looked at everything. I did all the research and it's to me, it's just the best option, so to speak, because from what I gathered is you technically, it would be like, say you had a token like Ethereum on Coinbase. You basically could just withdraw it right to osmosis and not even technically know that you're using Axlar, so to speak. So it's like perfect user interface for me. Like, I don't want people to have to click, like do all these steps and then, you know, wrap a token and then send it over to Osmosis. I want them to essentially just be able to just do it and not even really realize what they're even doing because that's how good the tech is. And from what my understanding, and I could be wrong, is that's kind of what it is. So that's gigantic. And, and not only that, if it's built with Cosmos SDK, they already had this vision a long, long time ago to just make it this user-friendly. And I know Sonny agreed with you know, that being, he said it last week that he, he firmly believes that's the best option as well. He kind of, he didn't want to be rude, but he just said, you know what, I'm going to say it. And then he just basically said he, he want, you know, he likes Axler. And I wrote a piece in Medium, I don't know, maybe a month ago now or two, three weeks ago. I can't remember, time flies, but about Axlar and, and what it can, option, you know, the options it can have for, for IBC. Dude, yeah, I'm gonna, if I find that um, tweet, I'm gonna post it here to the top so people can just read that article. But it's kind of crazy how that technology works, how we can just literally send it straight to osmosis from any any place. It's like, they, they say it's a agnostic chain, right? Or something like that, agnostic technology. Yeah, exactly. And they already have, you know, it's already built, it's already working. They're connected to Phantom, Terra, Ethereum, Avalanche, Polygon, Moonbeam. So they could basically just bring over any of those assets. You know, those are all gigantic blockchains. They're huge. Every single one of them I just mentioned are just gigantic. So again, you get these people that are in there and they're like, man, I want to get a part of this osmosis or I want to, you know, I want to use secret. And they get over it. They're not going to go back. I don't see their tokens really going back over to the other bridge, so to speak. So. It's just going to be gigantic. And my, my whole, my thing too, and I think a lot of people is we didn't want all the prefixes, you know, you see some of these, um, I wrote, even in my article. So like I was on Solana, I think it was Sabre. And I remember looking and there were so many four different rap versions of Solana and, and USDC. And it was just so mind boggling. They would have all these different, um, liquidity pools. And it was just all these different prefixes. Like I, I like that's to me is just it's not it's not good looking. So it's I don't want that. If hopefully unanimously in IBC, you know, it's just one wrap version, so to speak. And you just send it just like any other coin, any other token right now. You just send it from one blockchain to the other, and you don't have to worry about well, you know what. This blockchain doesn't have this ETH, so you can't send that wrap version of ETH. Now you have to go wrap it to this other version. Like I, I don't think that's a good way of going about it. I think Axler can help with that. 
Good grief. What's going on with the connection, Haas? You're like breaking in and out, man. It was, does anyone else feel like that or is it just you? Because <laughs> we, we had that problem last week too. Um, Eric DM, they saying that, yeah, he hears, a, he hears what I hear. He says, okay. I hear fine, but for whatever reason, I was sounding like that last night too. Yeah, man. It's just, it's just this Twitter space crap. Yeah. Or we can kind of, we can kind of go into, um, strategies a little bit i mean i haven't talked about strategies in quite a while you know it's not financial advice but i love, I love hearing what people do with their rewards on osmosis or, or like what they're up to with their what their strategies so sometimes i learn from others too i feel like i've been gambling lately because i've been taking my rewards and just uh trying to save up for some nfts uh but usually what i do is like that number one pool i just keep adding it right back to the pool like all the rewards is boom right back to the pool man and i'm really looking forward to the luna one that they announce on the proposal yeah so it'll be the U luna us or excuse me it'll be the luna osmo and the osmo ust pool and i'm i'm in both of them and i consider those the holy grails of uh lps you know i i have my holy grails and i wrote that piece not too long ago but basically is osmo adam Juno, Osmo, UST, Osmo, Luna, Osmo. And hopefully soon, eventually, Secret and Osmo will join the fray with that. Because I'm, I'm very, I'm, and again, this isn't a detriment to any other pools. It's just, it's just the longevity of it, the future of it, I say. And, you know, the total value lock, the transactions, like, it just, it seems like the, those are the ones right now that kind of separated themselves, so to speak from the rest now it's not to say that others can't join again if you ever tune into my show i'm in like 20 plus pools so it's not like a, those are the only ones that i'm like hey that's the only ones you should get a part of i i firmly believe and my strategy always is to get in these get in early you know recently i was in i got in the p i got the p stick airdrop and then i added my to my position because no one ever for whatever reason when there's no osmo incentives right away they don't get in those pools so you know p-stake for example they offered external incentives and they still do right now for the next 24 epochs and there's technically no osmo incentives yet and people don't get in i guess they just see like oh it says zero percent apr but they don't realize like hey man like it could be a couple hundred percent or 300 percent external aprs you know so like i always suggest for people to get in these get in these polls early, especially if you believe in the project. I'm not saying go all in, but it's like you should I feel like you should get some exposure to these newer tokens. And then what you do with your rewards after that's whatever you do. If you want to trade back into to a different token, then do it. But it's like it's like to me it's like getting an airdrop. You know? It's like, hey man, this is uh they're giving me these tokens for the next hundred days or whatever. It's like you should get a part of it. All right, we got some hands up. What's up, Trendy? Hey, Trendy, can you hear me? Yeah, dude. What's up, man? What's up, IBC gang? What up? Hey, I just wanted to jump on here real quick, and uh, I don't have anything to say other than happy belated birthday, man. Yeah, you as well. So you were the 10th, correct? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. One of my best buddies growing up, we were the same birthday. It's the same thing. He was March 10th, and I was March 11th. He was one of my best buds growing up. It's crazy. <laughs> and then I, we got a guy, Eric. Is it, yeah, it's Eric, though from cosmos spaces we have we share the same birthday very it's crazy the marches marches popping for cosmos 
Yeah, man. <laughs> all right, brother. We're very, we're all uh, sentimental too. I think it's like being a Pisces. It's kind of your, your background being sentimental. Exactly. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very sentimental when it comes to IBC. And I'm a big softy, man. Like I'm a, a pretty big guy and I work out all the time. But man, sometimes these these movies come on and they're like they tear me up a little bit. You know, I'm a little bit of a softy. <laughs> allergies, the allergies. Yeah, right. I'm like I'm like over, I'm like covering my like put my shoulder over like my wife would be on the right side of me, put my shoulder up real high so she can't see me like having a little tear on my side of my eye or whatever. <laughs> it's my allergies. <laughs> all right brother man i just wanted to say i appreciate y'all i appreciate the ibc gang cosmos spaces and yeah i just wanted to pop up real quick and wish you a happy belated yeah you as well man love seeing the rabbits yes sir <laughs> take hey, care and trendy i i really like your podcast by the way dude i am uh, at work that's what i do i listen to those podcasts so rock on man i yeah, appreciate it we'll have to get you on there soon yeah i'm about to stop by too what time do, what time do you host them it's uh usually we we do it around either nine to ten p.m. Central Standard Time. Okay, so it'll be a little late for me, but it is what it is. We'll, we'll get something lined up. Yeah, man. It's I try to because I'm I get up the crap as soon as I'm up I'm on straight till I don't know till basically dinner time and then I usually eat dinner then I take a little break and then. I try to act normal for a few hours of my life before I get back <laughs> on. <laughs> so I, I have to cut myself off. It's the same thing with NFTs. I have to put myself in time out, man. Like, I'm like, man, I've, I've been going so hard at these NFTs. I'll, I'll tell myself I need to sell some of them or trade them just to use those to, even though technically I'll have the funds to, to get another NFT. It's just, I need to put myself on time out because I can go crazy with these NFTs. I get, I get too involved. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And then the ones you want to sell aren't the you want to hold on to the good ones, and those are the ones that you should probably be selling if you want to make any money. So it's yeah. really hard. I always try to convince myself, oh, I'm going to buy a couple so I could flip one, but the one I'm going to flip is the the not so desirable one, so it just sits there. Yeah, man, I hear you on that. <laughs> I hear you on that. So it's like exactly, it's like my strategy sometimes. Like if I really like a project, I'm like, man, these are dope. I'm like, I'm getting at least two of them because I know one I'm never going to sell ever. Like just never am. So financially, yeah. like I should probably get the second one at least. And even if I get most of my money back or even, you know, half of it. So now I only bought that first one for these many secrets or whatever. Then it's like, yeah, I try to, I try to make a strategy, but it doesn't really work. <laughs> I, I just feel in general that the knowledge and the camaraderie and the, and the connections and things that I meet from getting a part of like these NFT projects is more valuable than, than anything, you know, it's like, I I've met so many people and big brains and collabed and do all, all kinds of things just from being parts of the communities within crypto. So that's, I, that's how I look at them. Like, yeah, the art's cool and all that, but you get to meet a lot of people along the way. Agreed. All right, we got some hands up. I don't want to say this wrong. Is it Pele kicking? Pele kicking? Yeah. How's it going, guys? Going, yeah, buddy. So you had um, you had brought up the internal and external incentives um, uh, for the Osmo LPs. Now for um, I think it was Prop One Sixty Four um when they're talking about the semi-automatic incentive adjustments um they had google docs 
that had spreadsheets that kind of marked out the internal and external incentives. And um, something I saw interesting, I was looking at uh, the STARS Osmo pool and the STARS Adam pool. And um, it seemed like the external incentives for the um, for the STARS Adam pool was like double um, for than the STARS Osmo pool. Um, is that kind of information that they put in that spreadsheet, is that anywhere else on the site or... Do you know or, or anywhere that you can see those kind of external incentive uh, percentages? Yeah, so a good application to use besides the spreadsheets is it's called Dexmos. So if you type in D-E-X-M-O-S dot A-P-P, it's really, it's really beneficial. Uh, actually, one of the sponsors, Imperator, helped with, with uh, the implement, implementation of that application. But yeah, it'll show everything. It'll show the TVL, bonded, swap return, internal returns. I'm looking at it right now, external returns and the total returns. And you could do it by different bonding periods and monthly, weekly, daily. So it's really it's really good. And to kind of tidbit off what you just said, a lot of the, I guess, the external percentages that are higher is due to just the total volume. Essentially, uh, TVL, a lot of the atom-based pools don't have as much total uh, liquidity, so to speak, so it'll kind of boost up the externals, and also it can it can vary. So the externals are based off the project, so they can basically put whatever they want in the pool. You know, maybe maybe they want to get a little bit of more atom liquidity, so they may boost up the externals for that, so to speak. Because the Osmo pairs, they obviously it's it's on osmosis. They're gonna the way that the governance worked from I don't remember exactly what proposal it is, but they. You know, you're going to give it more more of a boost, so to speak. Like the week, so each week, there's a like what you're talking about is it the incentives get adjusted based off of uh, like volume, so to speak. So volume's always king, and that spreadsheet kind of illustrates that. I prefer the old one. I guess they kind of can the old spreadsheets. They were really there was columns everywhere. It showed okay, this is how much percent. Um, of Osmo incentives are going to be allocated to this pool. And now they kind of, because people are confused about it, so they kind of just narrowed it down to just showing swap fee APRs and the externals and internals in the total. But they, but yeah, I, I get you on that, man. Could you give me the site one more time? Yeah, certainly. So dxmos.app. It's really beneficial. And then just bookmark that because that's a really good one. And you could use that. And it, it, I don't know. I would want to say probably hourly it gets adjusted and updated, like the the, the numbers and all that. Because I know our um, spreadsheets, they get adjusted per hour. So I would think being the same way for that, for that application, be hourly. Thanks, guys. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for stopping by, man. Appreciate it. A uh, Stargate Chad had his hand up. Good job. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, well, I'll start off by telling everyone thank you for supporting Stargaze and me as just uh, my journey, building my, building my brand and my profile. Um, and I was just thinking I would share my thoughts on, I try to listen to my gut a lot. And I have like a three to three to six months kind of timeline that I go by and 
I just have a feeling like the next wave of interest will be shared security and like all of the airdrops. I mean, I'm not, I don't try not to put like focus on airdrops, but I just equal airdrops to when I say airdrops, I just say like, uh, you know, network effect or you know, network involvement, people being able to join Cosmos. Um, and I think that's going to be a big one because Adam kind of gets overlooked up for the most part. And I think that intention will, will probably come back to it. And I was going to ask you uh, what your thoughts are on the Crescent Network and um, Crescent Network and Sagan Network is another one I'm excited about. One that I think is going to perform multiples of what like Kusama did and the excitement around Kusama, I think could come around and even Juno. I mean, I'm, I'm big into Juno myself, but I think that something like Sagan could bring a lot of new excitement in a different way, even though we don't know a lot about it. Um, I think that people are very, uh, I don't know if you can hear a dog barking, but I apologize. I think uh, people in the cosmos are very uh, methodical. I don't know if that's the, r the right word, but they think things through and keeping things secret. Like Juno was kept secret for a really long time. Um, and even Osmo, I just remember seeing the, the Osmo character, uh, I can't remember his name, but I think I just, I, I just remember seeing him for like months and I was just like, there's something big here. And, you know, I think a lot of big brains are talking about it, but not, there aren't too many in the space that really even understand Cosmos. And so I was, that was probably a lot to digest there, but so those two networks are probably something I'd like to talk about and uh, the airdrops and shared security. Sorry yeah, about rambling. No, that's all good. So we kind of go, you and I kind of go way back, man. We we started all the way. I know, I, I think I first met you back in the, da the DAG days, I think. I think so. Yeah, man. When did, when did you first come over to IBC? Um, I've, I've been in IBC just probably a few days or maybe a week or two after they were launched on uh, Binance. Um, my my uh, my gut feeling went off, and I know that Binance doesn't list for free, and they listed Cosmos in a very ghosty, very shady fashion. Didn't talk about it, and I thought, what is this? What is this coin? So I just did a quick deep dive and said, I'm gonna ape tomorrow. And so that's right. that's very basically since I've been in. Yeah. Well, I guess my question should have been. When did you start focusing your attention primarily on like Cosmos? Probably like, yeah. as like an influencer and just just involvement, so to speak. I'd say maybe like six six months to a year ago. Okay. Uh, so I I was just kind of at a crossroads of like knowing that I was going to do Web three, and I say Web three um, like as a whole because I mean. But I only focus on Cosmos, so basically Cosmos, uh, just the space in general, because I've loved the web since I was like probably four. And so I knew that I was going to be in it. And I started when I, I finally said, well, I want to do Web3. I don't want to be I don't want to be that guy who's like, just my project. Look at my project because it's annoying. And I I'm in so many things. Like you said, I probably met you in the DAG days and. I'm a firm believer that DAG is 
is the is a blue chip. It's a foundational piece of the fourth industrial revolution, and so is Cosmos being the really the the uh, Internet of blockchains. People like to try to compare and say, "Oh, look, you know, maybe there's a comparison of DAG is better," but at this point, it doesn't really matter. It's like no one cares that people think Ethereum is slow. It's not going anywhere. So, I mean, the old parts are probably are sitting on a ton of it. You know, like the government people, and they already know that they're the settlement layer is going to be Ethereum. So they're probably sitting on a ton of it. And so I don't argue with anyone about any fact. I just know that Cosmos is is de facto de facto the the standard uh, for uh, communication on between oh, blockchains. Yeah. yeah, I try to. T- I, I always explain it. To, uh, it's just it's just a standard language, you know. It's it's like you have all these remote islands, and each island speaks a different language. However, with Cosmos SDK, it essentially just unites everyone and allows you to, to communicate, send data to one another. You know, so yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's and I'm all that. That's one of the things about like DAG. I've always been about interoperability and essentially building the new the new internet. So to speak. That's that's what we're all doing here. It's not going anywhere. Not financial advice, but I mean, it's just it's not going anywhere. Um, that's why I devote all my attention to cost. But we got some hands up. Thanks for stopping by, Chad. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Yaro. Hey, man. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, my background's in marketing, and I've recently gone to IBC as of about three months ago from a whole bunch of other chains. I've just dropped everything, gone huge into IBC. And I'm currently trying to write an article about how someone who's solely in ETH can convert his money and buy a secret NFT because I'm hugely bullish on secret NFTs. However, it seems to me that no one can buy secret from ETH without first having to get secret from a CEX. Like even if you use secret swap, you can't see the contract without paying secret to see if that makes sense. Does anyone know of an easier way to buy secret using solely ETH? So your question is, is how do you obtain secret with us? I guess without being docs, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. So when I use secret swap with ETH, uh, I can swap it to secret ETH and then afterwards to secret. But I can't see the secret ETH in my wallet without having secret to pay for it in the first place. Is there an easier way to get secret? No, I guess I get what you mean. So I'm trying to think way the way that you just worded that. So you're saying when you to to get your secret ETH, you want it so you don't have to pay secret to to get the the private key, so to speak. Because I know you you need the private key to add to your wallet so it can read you know it could read your secret whatever asset that you have. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's a barrier to entry. So like the more difficult the process is the less willing people are going to go through with it. Like if you can make it an easy one, two, three step process, um, then more people are going to convert to secret and buy these NFTs. Yeah, I hear you on that. I know guy, I don't, if you were on the show earlier, guy was there and he's one of the founders of, of secret, basically the CEO. And he was speaking about making that transition a lot easier to where 
it'll just be kind of what you're asking where you could just basically click a button and that's it. You don't have to wrap and it, it'll still do all that work, but it'll to, um, it'll do it for you. So it's not, a, it's an easier transition, but Lucas is on here. Maybe he can chime in about that. Let me just. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm just going to leave the question out there. If anyone's got an answer for me, um, send me a message direct on Twitter or jump in here later. Just that I wasn't sure if there is an easier method that I'm just not aware of. Lucas, did you want to add to that? I, I was. Um, I don't know if this is going to help or answer your question. We um, we do videos to try to help people walk through these processes, and we're we're that marketing is not our background, so hopefully we get better at that part. But I would write down stealthx.io. It is a it is a uh, they offer privacy. It's a brokerage service, but it doesn't require registration or or anything. You anyone can use it. I've I've used it several times over the last year. We're still waiting for you know, EVM bridges to come to Cosmos. So it's, it's going to happen, I'm sure, this year. There's a lot of work to make it easier in a DeFi way. But without having to get an account at KuCoin or Binance, you can literally just swap between a lot of different blockchains and tokens. I mean, a lot at StealthX.io. And to answer your question on the viewing keys and the secret, I would say the big, we use Osmosis for our LP videos and as a great entryway because you can do osmosis swaps free of any gas. So if if someone is needing to get into secret, um, you know, and, and they already have Adam or Luna or something like that, um, I, I would say that going to osmosis and swapping for secret and then and then transferring it out to your wallet is another way, if that answers your question or, or not, if both those. But that's what came to mind when I heard you talking. I thought, oh, well, shucks. StealthX.io is a good temporary solution right now to streamline people into Secret Network. It's very, very easy. And, um, and then, of course, the osmosis allowing people to do swaps without any gas is a good way without having a faucet to, to get people into Secret as well, if that helps. Yeah, man. Um, thank you for the advice. I've written down StealthX and I'll look into that later on today. Um, just from my experience, I've had two good friends come over from ETH to Cosmos um, almost fully, and their entry point was secret NFTs. It's just a really easy benefit that people can see, and that's them dipping the toe in, and then they get their secret NFT with a private background or a DAO associated with it, and they go, oh, that's cool. And then from there, they might delve into Osmosis and then you know get some Adam, get some Juno, be part of the community, and you know, a, a few months later or weeks later, they're, they're fully into IBC. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I'm writing an article. You'll probably see it in the next few days or a week or so. Nice. Yeah, add into, like, the secret NFTs. I'm. They were my first time I ever bought an NFT in my life. I just love that, that feature of it. And people don't realize that it's going to open up other possibilities. So eventually, you know, there's going to be, like, real in real life events and, You'll be able to participate in that. So say you're in like a community, like I'm in the redacted club, so to speak. It's the my my avatar. And I think the mint was like 1,333. Okay, maybe maybe that's how much, or it might have been a little bit less. I'm not sure. But anyhow, we can be a part of that community and not dox yourself. So they can do, you know, airdrops or hey, we're doing this real life event, and all you have to do is verify your your avatar on the blockchain and then you can get admissions. So basically you could be at an event and you could just partake and people don't even have to know who you are unless you want to, you know, present yourself like, Hey, I'm Cosmos Haas. How are you doing? That's me. 
but that that can't be done any other on any other blockchain. It's it just can't be done. And um, you know, it's very powerful because there's going to be integrations of secret NFTs. And we're we we're just speaking about it earlier. A guy was talking about you know the DAOs are going to evolve and NFTs are going to evolve and you know things on ETH. It's your docs for life. You know, if you buy this really cool NFT and then you end up selling it for whatever, everyone in the whole world can know, like, hey, this person sold it for this much. This is the wallet. And then you could just follow that wallet forever. And that's not really, to me, that's not the way, it's not an ideal situation. But thanks for stopping by. I'll look forward to that article. Definitely DM me it or, uh, you know, I'll, I'll retweet it too whenever you write it out. Or if you, have, if you want me to suggest anything or help or add anything, I'm, I'm, I'm available for that. I'll probably make a video on it too, most likely if it's a good one. We uh we we try to find as much educational content throughout the Cosmos, IBC, and Secret Network in particular, and 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 make videos and help share that content out because, man, this is such an awesome community. I, I love listening to you guys. Hey, Cosmo Haas, you you said you're a Pisces. Yeah, man, I just turned I just turned thirty six on the eleventh. So that's a good number, man. It's a good number for Pisces. I'm a I'm a Cancer, so I love my Water Brothers. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I, I've been in DeFi and crypto for, for many years. And I, I man, so much of what you guys are saying just resonates so hard. It's like once you recognize the value and the interoperability and what's being built over here, you can't, it's hard to go back to these other entry point, these EVM systems. They, they really, they can't compete, especially when it comes to secret network. And, you know, you were talking about the secret NFTs. It's like, once you understand how that works, the private metadata or even other applications like Alter, or I mean, that, these these are some of the biggest projects in all of crypto. I mean, everywhere else, you can't find actual applications with this kind of utility, and they they physically they just can't compete. Even with all the king's horses and all the king's men developing on their blockchains, they can't do what can be done with privacy layer one and. You look at minor extracted value for people that are into DeFi and have been into DeFi for years and, and moving out of the traditional financial markets. Well, minor extracted value is a multi-billion dollar pink elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about because then it, then it makes DeFi you know, um, untenable or not practical. And that is solved on Secret Network. It literally solves the front running problem of minor extracted value. So as more people learn about Secret Network and what privacy brings to the table, I think in the future it's about education. There won't, there's no competition. You know, it's like nobody tries great and it's a classic, but you're not going to load up your kids and and and, and backpacks and, and luggage and go drive cross country. You want something with air conditioning and windshield wipers and, and heated seats or, or whatever. So for me, it's like. Those who are in this system that, that I learned from and listened to have kind of been around and they recognize that there's more innovation happening here in blockchain and crypto than, than anywhere else. Hello, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Hello, uh, Yaro, the, the answer to your question, I believe, is a black box. It's um, the equivalent of Tornado Cash. I don't know if you know Tornado Cash. Is. The, the equivalent basically is, is a black box on secret network. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware of Black Box. What's the URL for that again? Just blackbox.io. Is that what it was? Blackbox.cash. So yeah, check that out too. That's a, it's technically a way. I haven't used it before, but it's technically a way to to set up a wallet undoxable, so to speak. It's very. It's it's a really cool uh, idea. I haven't personally used it. 
Did y'all see the uh, black box plus cloak that they have together? It's when you combine those two, it's like tornado cash, but but then you have cloak, which allows you to create a whole a whole new wallet and use S secret as the seed exactly. to sort to to seed it so that you can create a whole new brand new wallet from your ledger or whatever you use. And it could be, you know, you, you guys forget you guys realize how it works, but there's nothing else like that in crypto, man. There's nowhere else you can. And when they make the EVM bridges, I was talking about this with my buddy, Ryan, we want to make a video on this, but here's some alfalfa. Think about this being a video title. The only way you can start an Ethereum wallet. That's right. Now you can reach out to everyone, all those OGs on the Ethereum blockchain and say, Hey, would you like to have an Ethereum wallet? That's not doxed because you can, because once the EVM chains can connect to the IBC, you can use cloak and black box to go get your secret from an undoxed wallet, create an undoxed wallet with, with Ethereum, go swap out your secret for Ethereum or, or Bitcoin or something else. And you really have built on secret network, the, the most epic ultimate privacy solution for undoxed wallets of any chain. Holy yeah, you, guys, you guys, you guys hear that? It's not just like a privacy token. It's literally a blockchain. So, you know, people that out there and they, they get mad if there's like some congestion and stuff like that, you got to realize like this is brand new technology. It takes time. And yeah, I, I, I totally had a brain fart. I knew about black box. I have it as a bookmark actually. But the, if you guys are interested in that, it's blackbox.cash. And then, yeah, you can even if you wanted just to make a wallet, just just to have one, just to try it out. It, you know, you could do it. So, yeah, it's it's going to be gigantic because everyone, you know, some people are like, "Oh, what do you need privacy?" Well, I mean, I don't know why you don't want privacy. I mean, that's just my thing. I don't think it's anyone's business. Like we were talking, I think it was last week. You know, if you go out to a ball game with some maybe your high school buddies or people you grew up with that you haven't seen in you know if you get older like me now 20 years or so and you want to buy them a hot dog or buy them a beer at the game and you want to use crypto well yeah i would love to just do it secretly so if i buy him at he can't just like okay this is the transaction now this is how much cost is worth so every time he sees me in the future well dude you better buy me this or that because he's worth this much you know like that's not anyone's business so that's one of the features that I think is overlooked in, in being able to send transactions privately. Like I, I shouldn't have to set buy him, you know, a beer with whatever, how much that'll cost in, a, in the future, a couple Osmo. Now this dude knows exactly how much Osmo I have. And then he can follow. I like to flip it and say only a pervert would say who needs privacy. Cause like, <laughs> like literally only a pervert would say that. Like, why do you want to look at my stuff, bro? Like, I don't need you looking at my blockchain. Nowhere in the history of money, nowhere, whether it was gold, paper certificates here, seashells, cigarettes, whatever. Nowhere in the history of money has the population been able to peer into the wallet and into the, into the books of any person that ever exchanged with them. So it's kind of like privacy is a nest is a necessity for the future of healthy digital money. You, you have to have privacy. It doesn't make sense that if you go buy a stick of gum from someone or make one exchange with anyone, you could know every every amount that they have, everything they've ever sent to any wallet they've ever sent to. Like that, that's, yeah, that's a little it's, much. It's unsafe. it's unsafe too, if you think about it. You know what I mean? It's like you go to this like grocery store or mom and pop place and you scan and you buy whatever. 
now they have access to that. Maybe they don't say anything this time, but then they tell someone, hey, man, this dude's worth millions of dollars. Next time he comes in here, grab him up. You know, like you, you don't want that. So it's just, you know, I'm, I'm being a little bit of conspiracy theorist, but but that's just the way it is. Like right now, if you can't, you know, if you go and use your debit card at a store, no one knows. Like, OK, he paid ten dollars for that. And that's it. Like, they don't know. Well, this dude's worth this much because that's the only fault that I have with blockchain right now is that it it needs to be. And not only that, that'll drive in wells too. You know, like if you're a, a hedge fund or, you know, you have all this money under management, you don't want to to invest in all of all say half of your portfolio in crypto, and then every single person, your competitors, everyone knows your all your moves that you're making. You know, so it should be privacy by default, where it could still be audited. You can produce the numbers by doing that. That's what Secret allows for. But you also can be private where just any random person can't just be like, oh, this is what they're investing in. This is what they're doing every single moment of every day. Hey, Haas, you're not being a conspiracy theorist by saying that. You're just being real. It's the opposite. <laughs> if you think that the world is going to be a beautiful place when a bunch of perverts can see everything that goes on the blockchain, <laughs> that's that's the conspiracy theory. It's like, yo, bro, what world do you live in with human nature where people, like you just said, someone can walk into a, a restaurant or store and know everything that someone has and someone's not going to prey upon that information, that's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that anymore. <laughs> it's funny you use the word pervert all the time. <laughs> I remember one show you were on, you said it a few times. It's hilarious. <laughs> all right, we have some hands up. NFC's, NFT schedule? Hi, good evening from the UK. Um, thanks for inviting me to ask my questions, Hoss. Um, I'm just getting new into the Cosmos space myself since probably the beginning of this year. Um, but one thing I wanted a little bit of help with was, um, is there any educational stuff um, that I can have a look at and how to be a validator on some of the Cosmos different um, tokens or ecosystems? You know, is there is there any easy steps that you can recommend or places that I can go to to get some help? Yeah, certainly. So I have <clears throat> I have so many folders on my uh, computer. And one of my folders I have, it's literally called node slash validators. And I have all kind of like resources on there I can share with you. What, um, you're, you're just trying to run any validator? Or, or I'm, I'm assuming that you have like knowledge on how to kind of do what you need to do, right? I've not got the greatest of knowledge um, on knowing what I actually need to do. Um, I know that you, I, I probably need like some sort of server space or or something. Um, I just want to learn about how to do it before actually going ahead and doing anything because I haven't got a problem in, you know, having a deep dive and looking at all the tutorials and education before I start doing anything. Okay, so what operating system do you run? Uh, I have no operating system at the moment. So, oh, I just mean like Windows, Linux. Yeah, Windows, you know, Windows. Windows. Yeah, well, I, Windows, I can tell you Windows. right now from experience, Windows is a, the biggest pain in the ass ever, man. Because I've been right. trying to run a node for like Osmosis just for the heck of it, and uh, it's just like the commands. It, it's it just doesn't. If you have Mac or Linux, it's just a hundred times easier. And everyone tells me this, so I have a crappy MacBook that's really old that I'm going to start using just to. to basically command in because windows has been just nothing but of a, a total annoyance like i use ubuntu on uh windows and just the commands and just it, it just doesn't compute over so i mean i don't know if that could be an option for you to if you have a mac 
But I mean, I can still send you all the resources. I'm just letting you know, like Windows is just, it's not that good for whenever you're trying well, to just... Well, believe it or not, I also have an old Mac that is, you know, just used for certain particular things. So I'm more than happy to go down that road with that okay. old Mac also if if um you can send me that information. And, you know, for me... I'm just I'm I've been in the space for a while, but not around Cosmos um, that much. But this is I think where the future lies, and I was gonna try and develop an NFT schedule um, platform for lots of NFTs on all the different ecosystems. But I think I'm just gonna be um changing it for the Cosmos ecosystem now. To be honest, that's awesome, dude. I'm glad you found it because yeah, I I, I uh, I'm I'm really involved in. It's not that I don't want other ecosystems outside to, to do well, because I I want everyone to succeed. It's just I don't have enough time. And I think how much time I put in per day, each day, all week long, and, and I still, you know, it's like I don't even touch all the knowledge, and I'm in it all day long. There's always something new coming. It's just growing. We need, you know, more people to build. We need more help. We just, it's just, it's a huge thing. So, I mean, yeah, you, I think you know, not financial advice, you kind of chose the right one. And I just firmly believe when anyone that gets involved in crypto, you're obviously, for the most part, it's just human nature, you're probably going to start off with Ethereum and Bitcoin and all that. And then it depends on what you want to do. Like if you want to actually learn and, and get involved, you're going to find IBC. It's just inevitable. Because that if you're doing the research and you start understanding the technology and what the, the flaws are, of the way of the, I want to call them the antiquated technologies, what they lack, so to speak, is the solution is IBC, you know, so I'm glad you found it. I'm glad everyone's found it. Everyone in here, you know, you, you found it one way or another. And that's, again, it's no detriment to any other ecosystems out there. I just, I think this is the now and it's the future and it's, it's basically we're just building the future. So I'm glad you're here and I'll, I will send it over after the show. I'll send you some links. And then um, there, there's probably some doc videos out there. I don't really know necessarily if I have any really good videos, but I could probably find some videos to give you like step-by-step -step instruction. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. And, you know, Cosmos to the moon. I really love it, man. I can't wait to, to do another six months, eight months worth of knowledge and just, you know, um, uh, education around the whole ecosystem. Thank you. Yeah, man, my pleasure. It'd be great to see what this will be in six months. It's just, it's the time is just so crazy. It's one day, like I said, I missed a day, not even a full day in IBC, and just so much stuff happened. And six months is like realistically, that's like years upon years in real time. So who knows? Like it, I, I wrote a piece a while ago. I think there's going to be at least 150 blockchains connected to IBC in one fashion or another by the end of this year. So that's an exponential growth right now. I don't remember exactly how many. I know it's less than, I want to say less than 40 right now. So it's going to be a big exponential growth. I really stick, I'm sticking to those numbers. So I'm glad you stopped by. Anyone else have any questions? We'll go for a little bit longer before we wrap this up. It's been a great, great show. My man Luke is talking about pervs all the time. It's funny. <laughs> I love you guys. I got to bounce, but I, I saw you, Haas, putting this up. I, I look forward to jumping on the next one. Every time I see you guys around sharing knowledge, I jump in because there's so much to learn. It's it's growing so fast. We always say that uh, we share what we what we are researching, but it's, there's so much happening around that we can't possibly see. We're all learning from each other. 
And in my experience with IBC, Cosmos, Secret Network, the community that you find here, the people that have an understanding of what's going on, the problems in crypto and where the solutions are at, it's like, it's really unpaired. You don't find communities built with a foundation of ethics in, in other blockchains. You you see a lot of DJs, a lot of people running around looking for the next quick buck they can make off of somebody else. But in this community, there's a lot of love and a lot of, you know, just not just the interoperability, but where else do you see airdrops going to different chains? We did a video on that too, just recently and saying, you don't see that anywhere else on Phantom, on Avalanche, on Ethereum for a Uniswap. What other blockchain says, if you're staking on this blockchain, you're going to get an airdrop on another blockchain. That's like, people don't yeah. recognize. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like a different world, you know, it's like, that's a different planet or a different country, so to speak. And now they're rewarding you for participating in that country. Like kind of oh. just give you, give you a metaphor. But yeah, man, it's, it's because Cosmos lacks venture capitalist money. And not that, you know, all VCs are bad. It's just that whenever there's VC money, they have more control and they're, they dangle like you're, you're like a puppet, so to speak. And for the most part, especially with nowadays with, with uh, newer IBC blockchains, it's like they give back to the, we're, we are the VCs, every, each and every one of us. So, and, and it's inspiring because since you participate in other blockchains, they reward you with their token because they're like, they, these are the people that we want to get involved with. And Having said that, for anyone out there, you should always vote because there's a lot of times that a um, airdrop comes out, and yeah, you're still going to get some of it, but you can get a gigantic bonus if they're like, "Hey, we took a snapshot of you voting on Juno, or we took a snapshot of you voting on um, Osmosis," and then you get these extra rewards because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for people that participate, not just okay, we're we're buying and hodling and not being a part of the community and giving back and learning and get involved. They want involvement. And I know if I was running an airdrop, I would I would for sure use a snapshot of it's just a random token. I'm gonna go, okay, Adam, for example, I'm gonna see take a snapshot of these proposals. These people voted, okay, well here, look, you're getting a, a half a you know, whatever your allocation was, now you times it by point half and then this is the extra tokens you're getting now. So you never know. It could lead you to, uh, it could it could change your life by voting. I know some people's lives got changed by the Neta airdrop. You know, it was like you vote on these these governance proposals, you get these extra amounts, and it added up to thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, that could change your life. So always vote for sure. I'm bouncing, just saying thank you again, brother. Much love yeah. to my water brothers and happy birthday, my friend. Thank you, my pleasure. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. So Gaines, it looks like we got that going on with the with the Spanish, with yeah, the court mate for sure. That's that's huge, man. I got uh, actually I wanted to add to that a um, guy from Secret Labs wants to help out too. So with uh, probably give us some secret, and then we can show some people how to degen with Secret. Maybe try to help out, and I'll reach out to some NFT projects that are maybe that have listed. Or maybe they want to just show people how to use Stash. Maybe they'll donate for that, too. That'd be pretty oh, cool. The, the possibilities are endless, dude. And I'm just excited to help out as much people as we can, especially the Hispanic community. And I'll just touch on that a little bit. I feel like the Hispanic community is always, like, the last ones to find out, like, uh, all the cool things that are happening right now with, like, this ecosystem. Um, they tend to just be really, really far behind. And they always find out late. 
but um, they're really eager to learn. Uh, I, I've seen so many people reach out and just DMing me about, hey, I want to learn how to use Secret. I want to learn how to use this and this. And it's it's overwhelming, but I think if we get organized here and get some really good bilingual speakers, I think we can make it happen. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome to do. I mean, I have my my family-in-law, they're, a lot of them speak Spanish, and even them, even if they're older, they're. I told them, I didn't say who I was, but I said I'm involved in crypto, and they all were just like right away asking me questions. You could tell, because it's like, who doesn't want financial freedom and, and to help out their family, you know? And, and that's kind of the thing I've learned over my time is they really are very passionate people, and they're very passionate about their family. So, you know, if we can help out, some maybe change just one person's life it'll be pretty good oh yeah man i think like uh the hispanic community uh very very little people uh, know about investing and actually do it and like barely barely any people actually know about crypto and are doing that you know so yeah man you ready to wrap the room up Haas? Haas, you there oh yeah i was just speaking for the last uh 30 <laughs> seconds on mute <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah, I was going to say, if anyone had any last comments, I just wanted, you know, beforehand, just to I'll get a request before we wrap it up. Chisholm? I guess that's how you say it. I hope I said that right. I don't think I did. <laughs> I think I did right now. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm fine. Good evening. Um, greeting, sorry. I'm Chisholm Edwin from Nigeria. Hello, can anyone hear me? Yes, I'm here. We're listening. You're on, you're on live. Okay, I just want to appreciate you guys for what you've been doing. I mean, we don't want um, financial freedom. I have so many friends that have actually benefited from the Cosmo ecosystem through airdrops, NFTs and all. So I just want to say thank you for all what you guys have been doing. At least you've been impacting in one way or the other, the community. I just want to say you guys to keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much for doing what you're doing thank you for sharing it it means a lot that's why we do these things it's very empowering the most makes me emotional sometimes because it's like we meet people and even if it's not face to face it feels like family so it's great that you share that i appreciate that yeah thank you antoine hi there how are you uh i couldn't uh, make my question uh, before earlier because i had to go but uh, I just want to say thank you for all the knowledge. Sorry, I didn't mute. I, yeah. A new guy came on, and I guess it was getting yelled at or something. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, thank you, host. And um, about the Hispanic community, I'm trying to help there. So it would be great if you have a, a guy, a friend that could help us in the next um space because uh, the guys are um, uh, voting in a poll and they are selecting like secret network uh, as the network they want to talk about in the next space so if you can uh, get into with with us would be awesome or if you have a, a friend that is uh, bilingual or a uh, native um, Spanish speaker it would be great to have them there to to help us uh, to yeah. share the, his knowledge. Yeah, for sure. And Gaines, I'm pretty sure Gaines is bilingual. So uh, yeah, eventually, yeah. eventually, I'm going to be bilingual. That's my goal. So I'm, I'm hoping 
I'm, I can speak a little bit, and I always talk, because they get too fast. I'm like, you got to slow down. I get, I get it. It's easier for me to understand in person because typically Spanish-speaking people are very, um, what do you want to go, hand gestures and things like that. So it's like you just kind of, you just go with the vibe, so to speak. So it's easier for me to to have a conversation in person as opposed to like over like a space, so to speak. But yeah, that's one of our prerogatives is to to you know, reach out to the Spanish speaking community. So yeah, if you can DM me, I don't know if you have telegram, my main form of communications on telegram, but yeah, we can coordinate something for sure. I'm looking forward to that. So thank you for sharing that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, we, we are doing it with Lil Gaines also. So uh, he, he was the, the one who told me if I want to participate and uh, I said, yes. So, well, we we are cosmonauts all the world, so yeah, we sure. have to help people <laughs> and make them understand that IBC is the way. For sure, that's one of the reasons I chose this time on Sundays as opposed to like a Sunday night because uh, when we do the night shows, it's probably primarily you know all Americans. So I'm trying to do this show this time to reach out to other people you know and obviously i guess they'd have to speak english but yeah that's that's great so appreciate that all right let's unmute i'm trying to unmute abdullah if i said that right abdullahi abdullahi is that his pronounce his name abdullahi there i'm gonna remove i'm gonna remove you then i'm gonna add you because i think when i hit put put you on mute it's not let me unmute you so if you want to come back on just reconnect if not we're going to be wrapping this up real soon here because I always try to go to two o'clock here and it's, it's just never going to happen. So I don't mind sticking around. It's been a great space in my opinion. I got to learn a lot. I love learning while I do these. That's like, it really helps when I get to learn. That's why, you know, one of the reasons I do this, I hope everyone learned at least one thing that they can take with them. Knowledge is always power, man. Knowledge is power. Oh, and hey, Haas, before I, I got to jump off, but um, we do have a giveaway running right now in our Discord um, for some Osmo, so feel free to join it. And if you have any problems joining the Discord, just send me a DM or, or Haas if you ain't too busy. What we should reply. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, I think we'll have to get with him next time. He had tried to come on. I don't know if he's disconnected or not, but again, I can't, you know, emphasize enough how much I appreciate everyone stopping by and talking. And again, you know, I got a lot of questions through DMs while the show's going on and we we do these shows, my show uh, every Sunday at the same time. So feel free to reach out to me. And if you have any particular question, maybe I can answer it during the week or when I have, you know, the next guest on, they can answer, uh, you know, answer the question as well. So I know a lot of people just kind of use it as like like a podcast format, which is great. But if you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to me anytime. So just want to end it on that, you know. And again, I appreciate everyone. So thanks for stopping by and I hope to hear from you next time. Thank you. See you guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was IBC Gang Sundays, Cosmos Haas, Secret NFTs, DAOs, Airdrops, and more. Recorded on Sunday, March 13th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. 
All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol and it's refundable and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at WeFund.app. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Glow Yield. Glow Yield is the ecosystem of Terra decentralized apps like Lotto and Creators, all powered by DeFi Yields. Glow Creators helps artists and influencers give their fans exclusive perks through membership and NFTs and more. Glow Lotto is a prize link savings account with a weekly chance to win the big jackpot. Tickets are free and perpetual, which means there's zero chance to lose money. Be sure to follow Glow Yield on Twitter and join the Discord community to stay up to date with all the glowing projects and check them out online at glowyield.com. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Digging in the dirt, trying to find the treasure. Learning how to mix this business with pleasure. I'm kicking a lecture, spitting conjecture. High as a bird while I'm flipping the gesture. Living like a jester, investing these extras. Dissecting a mess, the ego looking headstrong. Infinitesimal, the spit in his next world. And if you don't agree, well then I'm afraid you're dead wrong. So leave the mess hall and clean your plates up. I can't believe the rest of y'all feed on makeup. Bereavement breakup to rearrange your wake up. Big ol' bloody mess like a scene from Braveheart. Driving race cars that beat the fate it's hard to meet your maker when the features ain't marked trying to slide underneath the paywall i'm afraid this motherfucker's gone a wall you had better unfuck yourself or i will unscrew your head and kick down your neck sir yes sir private joker why did you join my beloved gold sir to kill sir no you're a killer sir yes sir let me see your war face sir you got a war face on the earth trying to mine some headspace give a little gift like I'm lifted dead weights the risk of resting kicks the nest egg square in the nuts y'all feeling testy the breeze swept in no need of resting the least depressing so sweet but messy I need the best day to keep professing and hope my body doesn't leave behind a red stain pouring out a little liquor for the dead states while the rest wait and bleed domestic no means to gestate breeds the best cake beauty on the back of the queen she just ate so take a little dive down a K-hole while I flip the B-roll right into A-roll and make the payroll go a little further. Replace the merger with the tainted version.